Hello everybody, welcome to Guys in a Garage. Today we have our first gal in the garage. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Please welcome the lovely and talented, my beautiful wife, Amaria Bourgeois. You only say that because it's recorded. No, you would say it anytime. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> so it's weird because we're in my own house, so we're not in like a separate place. Like, so I'm just like at home chilling. <laughs> you can go out on the couch and we can do it over the phone. Uh, no, because then I get distracted. <laughs> There's way too many distractions. <laughs> That's not going to work at all. So it's same, same spiel that I give everybody. Um, so the way this works is we're, we're essentially, we want to know, I mean, people start, some people start all the way from the beginning, like where they grew up, how they got into, you know, doing what they do, their entire line of career work. Cool. You know, different jobs they've had. doesn't really matter however far back you want to go. Essentially, we want to know who you are and what you do for a living, why you got into it, why you like it. If you like it. <laughs> Sounds like a bunch of loaded questions. <laughs> you know, work, work history, like what kind of jobs have you had? Whatever you want to talk about, whatever you don't want to talk about, it's fine. Yeah. That's kind of where we're going with it. Cool. Do you so, have a starter question for me? A starter question. Uh, yeah. What was your first job? My first job? Yeah. Define job because I grew up on a farm. Well, I mean, that counts, I would think. Because you, well, it's still it's hard chores. Work. Yeah. chores slash job i mean you're doing it's small i guess in today's terms it would be considered a hobby farm basically but it was more than that kind of growing up um so just but taking, it wasn't was it like a uh was it like a making money farm in any way <laughs> <laughs> um no more of self-sustenance you know self-sustaining type farm uh yeah butchering your own hogs and cows and mom had show goats and uh, we had horses and donkeys and mules and uh, Jenny and yeah, all sorts of stuff. Like Jenny, like generator. No, that's a, a girl donkey is a oh, Jenny. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I see donkey. I see a donkey <laughs> or jackass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All I know is they all go yeah. and they're annoying. Uh, no, I and love they don't them. Listen. No, we had, we had a donkey growing up and I, I think his name was Jackson. If I remember right, it's been clearly many years since I was this age. Your but pet he, donkey? Huh? Your pet donkey? Yeah. Yeah. I, I tried to ride him and was semi-successful in that endeavor. Uh, I was like 10 trying to ride a donkey who did not want to be ridden. And he had more patience than probably any donkey ever should with a 10-year-old trying to climb all over him. But eventually, <laughs> he kind of calmed down and let me. But he would, uh, when the bus would come down the road, old dirt road out in the middle of nowhere, like... We would leave and the donkey would chase the bus brain the whole time. <laughs> and so that was kind of my experience growing up. Brain? Brain. That's the e-haw, e-haw. That's the like doctor word for it? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like the doctor word? I don't think a doctor had to make that word. Like official. That's the, the official, official like, description that's word. That's like the word for what that noise is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fairly certain that's what it is. That's what I always called it. Oh. <laughs> All right. It could just be like a redneck term and I just have never realized it because in my adult life, I've had no need to use it with around other people who would question it. Interesting. <laughs> we should Google it. We should at some point make sure it's what's, an actual. What's the actual word for donkey noise? <laughs> Brain. B-R-A-Y-I-N-G or B-R-E-Y-I-N-G. What is the actual word for 
donkey noise. Not donley. Donkey. Donkey. Sorry, I can't type. Like Donkey Kong. Donkey noise. A list of animal sounds. <laughs> How to talk to animals in English. What noise does a donkey make? <laughs> How do you spell the sounds a donkey makes? Oh, yeah, that might be a good one. He, how? <laughs> it depends on what language you speak. <laughs> okay, that's valid, though. Like, it does depend. Um, I would just ask, what is brain? And maybe Google's smart enough to figure out what how to spell that. Oh, damn it, that's not what I want. Properly. Meow, wolf, chirp. That's cats. Well, there's... What is... Is B-R-A-Y-I-N-G, maybe? What is braying? Bring English meaning verb <laughs> to make the loud noise typical of a donkey. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> an animal like <laughs> describing what a donkey is an animal, like a small horse with long ears. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's not just some redneck term. It's a real word. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I question because some of the stuff I was taught in school, like Eurasia, I did not learn until my twenties was not actually a thing. Eurasia. Yeah. Like, I remember we were having a conversation. I'm like, yeah, Eurasia. And you're like, what is Eurasia? Yeah. What the fuck a are you talking about? Continent? I don't know. So we had to look it up. But no. Yeah. yeah no. That was, it was taught for a long time. Um, but it was clearly inaccurate and just not the correct teachings for that. Donkey shit. But if you think about it, if all the stuff you learn in elementary school, middle school, high school, whatever, there's no, especially elementary, there's no like refresher, like, Hey, yeah. we were wrong. Here's the update. There's not like a website you go to like update your kindergarten education, right? Make sure math is the same. It's not like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of why, uh, continuing self-education is kind of important because it is because not everything that you learn in school is yeah. true. It's yeah. what we know at the time. Yeah. That's what we were taught. All you are going to know is what you're taught. So I find it interesting as I grow, like the things I'm like, Oh, that was not a real thing, you know? So it's fun to learn that some, some our brain is real. Eurasia is not. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, like first job, I mean, you're just kind of born into that kind of lifestyle and it's always, you know, the subsistence living. I'm not not saying that right, but like you're you're just, taking care of yourself. That's kind of how we grew up. You're out in the middle of nowhere and you actually knew your neighbors back then Like here. We don't know our neighbors don't care to know our neighbors because most people suck. But back then you knew all of your neighbors, whether you liked them or not. Like that's just how it was. Well, I mean, living out in the middle of nowhere, whether you liked them or not, like you still kind of depended on them, didn't you? To some degree. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you needed something, we'd like when you're clearing the property, we used to clear, um, like logging and stuff like that. You have stumps left over. Right. So we'd have like a stump pulling party. And so we're gathering, um, cause you have to go through your property and you have to clear all the stuff that fell in the winter and all that to keep it from being a fuel source so that your shit's not going to burn down. Right. So we'd have, you know, a couple neighbors over, we'd have drinks, food, pulling stumps, having fun all day, busting your ass, just busting your ass all day. Cause it sounds fun. It is, but it's hard work doing all that and then afterwards all that stuff you gathered is one ginormous bonfire and you're just partying until you're throwing up all night (laughs) (laughs) then you do it all over and then they need help and you go do the same thing like yeah like neighbors actually helping neighbors and creating those real bonds in life that just don't really exist the same way yeah you know so well yeah we don't have trees and stuff around here that need pulled there's no reason to get to know our neighbors really yeah to be fair we specifically 
picked this house because it had literally zero trees and zero landscaping. (laughs) A little bit more, um, we'll call it minimalist, even though it's just really, I don't want to have to fucking deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) Me either. Yeah. Like who has time? Like we work full time and you, you don't have time to manicure a yard. I don't want to spend my off time doing that. It's not something I find pleasurable. So I'd rather go hike in the woods and pay my taxes to have somebody else manicure that shit. (laughs) (laughs) So show goats, what is is that involved? What are show goats? Oh man. So there's different breeds. There's all sorts of different categories. There's just like dog shows, same concept. Like you have goats that are bred to stand with the perfect posture and have the right coloring and their ratios of all the different things that they have to meet. Like they're, perfect and you breed them and then you continue the lines and just like with dogs you go spend an absorbent amount of money on like the perfect male specimen and bring that in and introduce that and continue and you go to shows you win some money sometimes uh, sometimes you get told you suck but yeah teach them like special tricks like who can eat a tin can the fastest um i'm sure there is some sort of sport like that yeah Uh, but not in this case no it was definitely all about looks and the breed and the preening peacocking yes yes absolutely um and mom actually got into that originally because my oldest brother was allergic to regular uh cow milk okay and so the doctor recommended goat milk and so she started buying it from a local lady and the lady was like why don't you just get a goat and then she started taking her to shows and then it just grew at one point i believe our largest count was 43 had a goat alone jesus yeah and that was on top of we had one horse at the time a donkey we had a jenny we were watching another horse and a mule we're boarding them yeah we had a couple of cows we had like 12 pigs at one point i don't know if it was all at the same time it kind of blurs together Mm. but yeah there was quite a bit going on there that's a lot so you were were you like cleaning stalls yeah. and cleaning poo and feeding, watering. And in the winter around here, at least back in the day, huh, I'm so old. I get to say that now. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had real winters. Yeah. Uh, so for everybody that is just moving up to the area in the last few years, you're experiencing what is or was considered a mild winter, which is now more of a harsh winter, I guess, because we haven't had a real winter in a long time, but we lived in a snow belt out in Athol and yeah it snow so you're you're digging paths so they can get to their food you're busting the ice and the water constantly because we didn't have fancy heating element waters that we could plug in and you know maintain drinkable water at that point for them so you're out there doing that you have to when the chickens are laying because we had chickens too you have to go collect the eggs every day it doesn't matter if it's 800 degrees outside or negative 800 degrees like you, you have to go take care of them make sure their heat lamps on make sure they're not freezing to death like yeah, a lot of work that goes into that. It's crazy. <laughs> so what was your first like, like paying paying job? job? Yeah. yeah. That's why I asked you to define it. Cause <laughs> <laughs> a job can mean a lot of things to a well, lot of different people. I think working on a farm is a job in and of itself, even yeah. if it's just subsistence farm. A lifestyle. Like, yeah. You're still, you're still working for a purpose. Yeah. And you a may goal. not be getting paid like cash money, but you're getting paid in eggs to eat and meat to eat and milk to drink milk to drink which i don't know if you know what milk costs these days but (laughs) i don't don't know you do all the shopping so (laughs) probably a lot 
uh, a lot more than it should be. In this area, we're actually relatively lucky. Um, our food costs have gone up, but not nearly as much as in other areas. Like I can still buy our decent quality eggs at $4 a dozen versus in some areas, even the cheap ones that used to be 99 cents a dozen are now eight to $10 a dozen, which is absolutely ludicrous, but yeah, we're lucky here and milk. I don't, I don't buy it that much. And I honestly don't pay attention to the price. So <laughs> I know it's not, it's not as bad as like if you went to Alaska where it's like $30 for, I think they have like the bag milk up there. <laughs> bag milk. Yeah. It's just stores easier and you can freeze it. Oh, so, yeah. cause you're traveling. It's in kind of like an IV bag kind of looking. Yeah. <laughs> there's different varieties, but yeah, they have different options to meet their lifestyles up there. Did you, um, did you guys ever, did you guys grow stuff? Oh, um, vegetables and all that? I, I tried, <laughs> um, I had a really great strawberry garden that my mom let me take over once I got to like 10, 12 ish. That was pretty good. Um, other than that, I just kind of dabbled in regular garden stuff like the carrots and the simple things to grow. Um, mom did fine with that kind of stuff. She has more of a green thumb. I am not a green thumb at all. I kill everything. I am surprised that flower that my trainer gave me is still alive in the window. I don't know how I remember to water it every once in a while. I remember you had tomatoes at one point. Yeah, I did tomatoes when we lived off 16th. Those were okay. I did like the, what was it called? Like the, um, the topsy turvy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was relatively easy, but I also smoked cigarettes back then and went outside. And so I'd remember to water them cause I would see them. Mm. And so that helped with that a little bit, but unless it's something that's really like self-maintaining and like drought proof, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to die. So that was mom's area. She did better at that and she still does. She still does her little gardening and stuff. Yeah. So. She always has jalapenos and stuff. Yeah. I think she did um, zucchini this last year, which turned out pretty good. We had, I did some I did meat, zucchini some, things. Yeah. 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 Some zoodles. Yeah. So the question though was, what was my first yeah, paying job? Gig? So my first actual paying job besides like babysitting was under the table with my mom at a carpet cleaning place we worked at for years. She had worked there for years at that point. And then she brought me on as like her helper, um, help like move hoses around, move furniture, like all the, the little bitch work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and at one point actually, uh, Mitchell worked with us, um, that didn't work out so well. You can't work. I can't work with my significant other. Like yeah. at the time that was my boyfriend and just, mm-mm, yeah. And he's, you know, he is who he is and didn't like being told what to do by women. And <laughs> it just did not work out. That was my first official paying job. It did work into like a regular above table job. Once I got a little bit older, I ran my own rig, which I didn't even have my driver's license. Uh, so when you're 16 running your own cleaning van, you need somebody to drive you around. So they hired me a guy to drive me around. You know, he was my helper. Just he had a license. So, so they gave you your own rig mm-hmm. for cleaning and you and like your own route. Yeah but you weren't even old enough to drive. So they had, they had to put a guy with you to drive the truck around and be your yeah, bitch. Cause I needed a helper anyways. Yeah. So it worked out that way and it was, it was okay. Guy. He was a homeschooled guy, super nice, just very naive, had never really been out in the real world yet. He wasn't much older than me, like 18, 19, oh. 
but we yeah we'd go out to homes clean the carpets and the looks we would get because we're both very young looking right they're like uh, you guys are here to do this but the owner of the carpet cleaning company i busted my ass for him for two years prior to that like i always showed up i always did my job like day night we would work 36 hour shifts sometimes i bust my ass through that like we had shit to get done let's do this like let's, let's go and so he's like, yeah, sure, you can you can do this. This is fine. Like, no complaints, ever complaints. The only issues that would especially these days be a big issue was when it was an older gentleman's house. I always had problems in that area. It was, you know, 16, yeah. young, blonde, big butt, like. Yeah, because uh, all they see is some stupid young kid yeah. coming in to do a job. And yeah. 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 Uh, they probably was... assumed that you were going to fuck off and probably either, if you did the job, not do it well. No, no, it was not that. Oh. It was sexual harassment. Oh. Like, it would get real scary. There was yeah. one point my helper had I to come in and step in and we left because he had cornered me in a hallway. And mm. I was like, hmm, yeah, no. I was like, okay. So they just made sure I wasn't taking those kind of jobs anymore. Cause I was like, Hey, like this is clearly an issue. It's repetitive. Common denominator is old men. Yeah. So can you just give that to Bob? I was <laughs> going to say his real name. I don't want to. The yeah. other guy that ran it, he was an older gentleman, great guy, cranky, but good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can see that when you end up alone in a house with, you know, creepy old fucks. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, as, as a woman, that's something you face in your day-to-day life. Yeah. You know, you learn how to navigate that. And it's, it's a very unfortunate part of our lives that most people don't realize. Yeah. But at 16, that was my first experience realizing, oh, okay. I really need to be aware. Even if I'm being invited into somebody's house, they know I'm coming. It doesn't mean they have good intentions. Right. It doesn't mean they had ill intentions in the beginning, but then they see something they're like, Ooh, shiny. I want that. That's mine. I can have that. Right. You know? Yeah. It seems, it seems like it almost puts you at even more of a disadvantage, like being yeah. that young. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just naivety on, you know, the owners, he was a fairly innocent straight laced guy. So it, when you're like that, you don't really think that way. Right. Your mind's not there. You're not like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go. I Google this, this 16 year old. No, right. you're like, that's a kid. So you're not thinking other people might be more predatory. Right. So, it, yeah. So that was the first paying job. I did eventually quit because I found out my helper, who was a male, uh, was making several dollars more an hour than me mm. from the go. And I was like, oh, I said, okay. Like, Even I, though you were in charge. I was in charge and I had proven track record. Yeah. You know, and I was like, I wasn't expecting like a ton, but like I should at least make the same. Right. Like. I understand like he's taking the risk of driving and all that. That's his record. If he gets a ticket or an accident or something like, cool, I can understand that, but I should still make the same. He did meet it at one point, but then he wanted me to go take on more work. And I was like, okay, then that's going to require more money. And he was right. like, no, and we're talking back in the day, minimum wage was five twenty-five, and I was making $8 an hour and I was asking for nine. Right. Okay. So I'm not, even back then, that's not breaking the bank still. Yeah. <laughs> it's not an unreasonable amount of money, even for a teenager. And he just wouldn't budge from it. And I said, you know what? I'm good. I got, I got plenty of options. So. Yeah. That is still kind of horseshit though, because it's your route and, and it's your gig. Like you're basically the supervisor. You're in charge of what's going on. Right. Yeah. You're in charge. And of, he's, yeah. he's your helper. Mm -hmm. Yes. He has his responsibility of driving the van. Like you said, if he hits something or whatever, like he's responsible for that. Yeah. But you're the boss and he's making more than you. Yeah. 
even though you have probably far more experience than he. Oh does. yeah, he had zero work experience prior. Yeah. Even like so not for him even... to be hired at a higher wage than you starting out, like that's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, and and I called him on it as soon as I figured out. I was like, wow, that's kind of shitty. Gave yeah. him a chance to rectify it, and then you ask for more on top of that. And it was, you know, over a span of time. This isn't like a week later. I'm like, I want more money. It was like six months later, and right. him asking like, okay, I need more from you. I need more from you. And I'm like, well, eh. because I dropped out of school at that point. Yeah, but that's like saying, okay, you have to take on far more responsibility than this guy ever does just to meet what he's making or a little bit more yeah. like how is that in any way yeah. fair yeah no it wasn't <laughs> it was not what's uh what kind of weird shit do you find in homes when you're cleaning up everything everything oh my gosh um, you were like open a door into some crazy sex room and you're like fuck i gotta clean this never, carpet i don't even want to step on it <laughs> never like a full sex room with like a sex swing and like the you know the cross thing anything like that cross uh, yeah, you know, it's like the big wooden cross, and then you put your arms on it, and you spread your legs, and you're tied up on it. I'm thinking of uh, <laughs> that stretch table on Adam's family towards the end. Um, I mean, that's a whole different situation <laughs> this lake is you know it either is has a pedestal stand or is attached to the wall in some cases and yeah we'll have to look it up later it's oh tish whips chains torture later my love <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so what's the weirdest thing that you've stepped into though um, uh, no pun intended <laughs> definitely stepped in plenty of shit. You go into some houses that have been abandoned by tenants who just don't give a fuck and who just lived filthy, nasty, disgusting. And there's bugs everywhere and oh, it yeah, smells like, foul. Like and yeah, I imagine that probably be the worst. They'd cleaned out like the big, like you know, furniture and big stuff on the floor, but you still have all the, like the crumbly left behinds of shit. Yeah. And one, we can't really do anything until it's vacuumed up, so we have to start that process. But you find like just nasty shit in that. Um, so just filth is the worst stuff that we ever found. Some of the smells and just nastiness, the weirdest, like awkward thing was in this one house, uh, a more well-off area, nice house, nice people, white carpets. <laughs> it's important. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We go, we usually go into a house and you do like a quick walkthrough, see what rooms they actually want done. Cause sometimes they don't want all rooms. If you have guest rooms, no people are in there. You don't necessarily yeah, like need to estimate. pay. Yeah. So no, they already had an estimate. We're oh. just getting a visual on oh, so what you, the so carpet you know looks what like, what the stains it. are, what are we pre-treating, what needs to be moved, all that kind of stuff. And we're on the tour with the people. They're walking us through and they walk us to the master bedroom and literally on the nightstand, flap. Big old dildo. And I'm just like, okay. Oh. Hmm. And I just kind of look at like it. 12 inches bigger? Uh, it had more girth. Like, oh. it was very girthy. Mm -hmm. um, and it was like a rainbow swirly one, which I thought that was cool. I was like, huh, maybe I want one of those. Um, not that big. But then you could see some other just various toys kind of just over on the other side. Hmm. But on the floor, there's some questionable brownish in color spots um because it was two men <laughs> that mm. yeah and just a lot of a lot of a lot of stuff going on in that room that had to be treated beforehand um <laughs> yeah 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 that was interesting it was like okay and when you're there with them you can't you're right be like you oh be like, nice gross. dildo man <laughs> is this poop should I treat this for poop? Or did you spell coffee? You know, like, <laughs> I need to know. It's two different soaks. 
see, that's that's where that wouldn't work for me because I would be the one that'd be like, um, "Is this coffee or shit?" <laughs> like just just so I know what I need to use. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if I was older, maybe that would have been uh, like now. Maybe yeah, that's yeah. more of my personality now. But I was still like, no judgment. Just need to know. Yeah. <laughs> Don't care either way. So that was the weirdest one. Um, the scariest one was me and my mom. We had gone out to this one place. It was, I, I don't remember exactly where it was, but I remember the road was an old dirt road, bumpy as hell. We get out there and we figure out where we're at and we start turning into the driveway and we can see up into this house and immediately we just have bad feelings. We're just like, Ooh, like just creepy. You know, when you go somewhere, sometimes you're just like, just bad juju. Yeah. yeah. And we're like, Hmm, that's weird. And there's like, you know, old cars in the yard and uh, large equipment out there. And it's like a single wide trailer, which we've, we've done that kind of stuff a thousand times before. But like we get there and we're just like, man, something's not sitting right. So my mom's like, all right, you stay in the car. I'm going to go knock and we're going to, I'm going to get a feel for the person before we ever even go in. Mm. She knocks, the guy answers. She turns around and she's like, nope, fuck this. We're leaving. And I was yeah. like, that bad, huh? She's like, yep, nope, not worth it. She called the boss and he, she was like, no, you can tell him to fuck off. <laughs> this is not happening. So it was scary because it was just creepy. And the guy just kind of stood there as we drove away. Like, and it was like, is he going to come after us? Like, I mean, he knows where we work. <laughs> Well, like I, I talked about with Luke before about it's kind of like a spirituality thing maybe, but, um, like energy, yeah, you know, and like, and I do believe that it can kind of flow out and it gets trapped, you know, in things and stuff. And so like a home or a place of business or whatever else, like if there's been some bad shit that's happened there, like that energy kind of gets trapped in there Yeah, and you can feel it if you're. I know maybe tuned into it, but yeah, I, I could see I, just pulling up to a place. Like if something's just off and you're kind of tuned in, like you can feel it. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I think we kind of believe similarly. I don't, I'm not spiritual at all and I don't believe it's a spiritual energy. Well, um, yeah. I think everybody has their own view on it, of course. And I think every view is actually kind of valid, but my, I believe in the energy that goes out cause we're yeah. all made of energy. Right. I mean, that's how everything functions. So if you take it to that kind of level, it, if everything is resonating and not to be like witchy about it, that's not where I'm going. I'm just yeah. straight energy <laughs> just scientifically want. speaking here. Um, not so scientifically actually, but, uh, yeah, but you kind of, you get a vibe on people too. Like, yeah. and you're just like, mm, you can tell if they're kind of creepy and usually your instinct, your first instinct is usually right. Yeah. It's just, we don't, we aren't tuned in. We're tuned out. We're a tuned out society. You know, we're not yeah. tuned into our inner selves, um, which is why the world has so many relationship problems, but you can't be tuned in to the rest of the world and expect to be able to curate a respectable relationship if you're not tuned into yourself. Yeah. Well, that whole thing of like, don't judge a book by its cover. Like in some, you know, that's kind of half right to me because survival would dictate to me that you should always be judging every book by its cover to yourself, mm -hmm. but you should always still give everything and everyone a chance to prove that judgment wrong. You shouldn't just always automatically look at someone or something and be like, ew, gross, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And just dismiss well, and that's, it. that's where first impressions come from. I mean, a first impression is important. That's your right. first look. That's your first like immediate, right. you know, and people get all weirded out. Oh, don't judge me by the first time you meet me. You right. know, I'm one of those people you introduce as uh, she can be a bitch. Like, but once you get to know her, <laughs> no, that just means she's a bitch. Like, yeah. uh, it's because of my bluntness. I'm very direct and I'm fine with that. I've grown, as I've grown older, I've learned that that's who I am. And I'm fine with that. If you can't handle me, find someone less. 
Like, yeah. I, I don't need that in my life. So if you're going to, you know, just go half cocked all the time around, like, why are you bothering? Yeah. But I mean, in terms of instinct. Yeah. You should always listen to your instinct. And if it says that this is not right, you should fucking run away. Yeah. Well, okay, then it is what it is, but... Yeah, but nobody does that anymore. Yeah. They're like, everybody's good. Everybody has a good part to them. No. Yeah. Not, no. not everybody. It's not true. Like, it's I, I that over-ober that... acceptance of everyone and everything. Right. Like, I could see that, though, like, not only as just being a woman, but especially, like, you and your mom running around on your own in a van. Like, yeah. you really have to fucking listen to that. Mm-hmm. Like if you pull up somewhere and someone or something seems off, yeah. like you can't just be like, Oh, everybody's fine. Everybody, yeah, you don't okay. get a second There's chance. There's no bad thing in the world. Like yeah, and you're so far out in that kind of situation or even in town anymore. Like it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. It's it, people is, are unhinged, but like, yeah, unfortunately there's bad people fucking everywhere. And some of them, if not a lot of them are really good at hiding it. Oh Yeah. Yeah, and that's how you, that's how you end up tied up in a fucking basement. No one ever finds you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but they're so good. They're good. There's some good in there. They yeah. got some good in them. It's okay. <laughs> drugs are bad. Okay. <laughs> uh, drugs are bad. Okay. Oh, you do that way better. <laughs> I can't do any actual impressions. I entertain myself with trying, just because I know they're that's just awful. But it's hilarious to me. <laughs> yeah. I think we talked about this once. I should try my hand at doing voiceovers. Yeah, we did. T- it was recently we talked about that because you can do so many things with your voice. I think it would actually be something you would enjoy. Probably. Like, and there's side gigs you can do it with. So you don't have to like yeah. quit your day job and go make 88 cents an hour doing voiceovers. Like <laughs> you can dabble in it and figure out if there's a, you know, equitable career path. I'm sure there probably is. I'm yeah. sure. Got yeah. all the equipment to do it. I should try that. I think it would be fun. I mean, <laughs> why not <laughs> diversify your income, you know? <laughs> so after the carpet cleaning, after carpet cleaning, man, I had probably a variety of jobs. Um, I know I did several different call centers, uh, doing different things in that kind of environment, which was interesting for me going from being in like a wide open kind of like you have your timeline cleaning carpets and stuff, but right. like you have a little bit of freedom. You can say like, Oh, in between this job, I'm going to go take a lunch and that could be 10 AM. That could be 10 PM. You know, like you have, yeah, you're somewhat on your own schedule and yeah. you're driving around like yeah. moving around. Yeah. And so when you're driving, yeah, you're working, you're going from job to job, but you also, you have that downtime in between each customer to like unpack whatever happened in that situation. And when you move into like a call center type job, you're in chaos. Like you're just, there's noise everywhere. You're in like this little cubicle thing and just calls angry people telling you how much you suck. How noisy is it in there? It's really noisy. Yeah. At least back then. I don't know what it's like now, you know, like a stock exchange floor. Yeah. Post COVID everybody works from home. And well, yeah. Yeah. Which fine. Which I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Why, why the fuck not? Yeah. You don't, you don't have to have, if you're, if all you're doing is taking calls or doing shit online, Mm -hmm. it is kind of a waste of money to have a big building for everyone to go to every day. Yeah. Like why? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's a team or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad when I worked uh, T-Mobile sales. That was fun. I actually enjoyed that. I did pretty good at that. It's probably the only time in my life I did good at sales actually. (laughs) 
<laughs> selling phone plans and stuff. Uh, so phone plans, cell phones. So I got to learn about like the newest upcoming phones and yeah, you know, 20 years ago when like, phones <laughs> were just like becoming a thing. Flip that was cool. Yeah. So like I'm a millennial. Okay. So like part of that group and like, I loved that kind of stuff. I loved learning like when the razor came out and people <laughs> were like, I want, I said, no, you don't because it was a piece of shit phone. It was, it was an awful phone and everybody wanted it. Yeah, no. Half the time they returned them. I remember my my brother had one of the first Android phones, and I want to say it was actually the Razor. Maybe no, fuck, I don't remember. Nah. He came over at one point and he was showing it to me. He's like, "Oh yeah, this thing's so fucking cool. It does all this stuff." And you look back on it now, that thing is a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The sidekicks were fun. Those were fun. That was like the cool teenager phone to have because it had like the swivel flip out thing, and it kind of flipped up and like like a little 90 degree to it with the screen that came up yeah and then like the full keyboard i had one of those for a while they were pretty cool for back in the day and of course nokia you can't get away from nokia on cricket oh yeah <laughs> like a 9.99 plan for the indestructible six minutes of, yeah for six minutes of daytime talk and 12 texts <laughs> what it was like stupid little plans back then when you had like actual limits like you could only send 100 texts for the month for yeah. the month yeah not the hour when, or yeah. the day when they still had like uh, if if you any calls that you made like after 9 p.m were like free. yeah free yeah but anything between like five and nine costs like, like double fortune yeah. yeah so it's prime time yeah yeah, that was always fun. And but everything's just unlimited. Selling those plans were kind of fun because you could kind of finagle a little bit. Like, oh, you know, if you did this, you wouldn't have to worry about that surcharge when you go over your limit. Like, <laughs> and you got you. Um, I got my hourly rate, and then you get bonuses based on what you sell. So kind of like a commission kick, kind of. Yeah. And I, I did pretty decent, and I would have probably kept that job longer, but kiddo was sick a lot at the time, and they ended up firing me for missing too much work. But you know, <laughs> plenty of call center jobs out there. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's hard. I cannot, I mean, obviously I can't imagine, but like being a single mother and trying to, when you're that young, trying to work full-time jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Like try to pay all your bills and figure out daycare. Like, and then when you have a kid that, that is sick often trying to figure all of that out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's stupid. Like it's, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you get yourself into that situation and you have to make deal with the best of it. You, there could probably be better programs out there. I'm, and I'm sure there's countries that have better models of how to, you know, further those situations. And we'd probably wouldn't have a baby so shortage right now if people wanted to have more children. A baby shortage. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yeah. There's a whole thing I read on that. It's, it's interesting. I don't remember enough of it to get into details, but the Musk it, army is yeah, pretty much. Well, yeah. The Musk army. Oh my God. It was pretty much the population's declining quicker than it's repopulating. Yeah. Yeah. So I call it the baby shortage. <laughs> yeah. We're falling into that. Yeah. Nobody wants to have kids anymore. No, because there's unlimited resources. So especially, I mean, it takes two incomes almost anymore, unless you're right. very well off and lucky in your job and have been that successful to where you can support yourself. Yeah. It's a, it's a pain in the fucking ass financially and physically mm-hmm. to have one kid, let alone several. Yeah. One mentally too, like the mental toll it takes on you is it's yeah. exhausting because you're constantly worried. Am I going to lose my job? Oh shit! Right. I had to miss another day. Am I going to make this bill? Am I going to make that right. bill? Where can I cut a corner? Like where can I skip until next month? Like yeah, so trying to figure it all out. Yeah, inflation and everything else on top of that, which makes it even more difficult. Yeah, and talking and to people current times that are trying to do this, I couldn't imagine. Yeah. I could not imagine trying to do what I did then. Now there's yeah. no way. 
there's just no way to even afford a place. When I moved into my trailer, my, I had was lucky enough that we were able to pay for the trailer itself, but I still had my lot rent and it was only like, it's like 200 bucks, 225 bucks, somewhere right yeah. in there. And that included your, your water, your garbage, sewer, all that. So that was all inclusive. That was my monthly housing expense. I had my own electricity bill. So I was able to make, I, I could make it. But now you're looking at minimum rent somewhere for a studio is a thousand dollars around here. Yeah, studio apartments are going for like between a thousand and twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, so you're and talking. They're not that big. You're talking like between six hundred and like seven fifty square feet. Yeah, if if, if that. that. Yeah, like because I've been watching because the girls eventually want to move out or whatever, and so trying to figure out what a budget for them would look like. <laughs> if they yeah. want like a two bedroom, eighteen hundred dollars, and that, it's a shithole. Yeah. at that like you're not getting some nice place like on the beach and on Coeur d'Alene right no you would have to pay like 10 grand a month for something like that that's just astronomical like so if you're making a minimum wage job or even above because almost nothing's minimum wage anymore I haven't seen right. somebody hiring at minimum wage in I don't know how long um, even if you're making 16 bucks an hour now it's still not enough to cut it that's insane to me yeah. when I was making like eight nine bucks an hour trying to cut it I think at the call center was like 10 bucks or something but that's like, and I could make it on that barely, but I could do it. You know, I had assistance and everything, but nowadays, like, I don't, yeah. I can't wrap well, my head around it. Well, one of the gals that I work with, um, you know, she's a single mom and I mean, I, you know, the place I work at, they, they pay pretty decent, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. I mean, they've never done me wrong. Yeah. Um, and recently they've been trying to up wages, you know, because they want to retain people and they know yeah. that shit's hard. Yeah, they've always been a pretty decent company. Yeah. So, I mean, I have to imagine that, that she makes, I mean, pretty decent money for what she does, but even still she, to, you know, to be able to have a house where she can have her own room and her kid can have her own room, right. she is basically forced to rent a three bedroom. And she has to rent out that third bedroom and have a roommate. Which know. sucks. Yeah. Cause then you lose a lot of privacy. Right. And, and except for maybe a couple, like the roommates that she has, I mean, they always fucking suck. Yeah. You know, when then you have to think about, can I trust my kids around this? Right. Like, cause yeah. that would be, that would be, oh, I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. Like, but that's, that's the only way she can afford yeah. to have that personal space for her and her kid. Yeah. And then she's still kind of scraping by, you yeah. know? It sucks. Yeah, it does. Especially when you are, I mean, I, I wouldn't say she's not successful. I would say she's successful in what yeah. she's doing and she seems to be very good at it. Like, so she's not doing bad. She's doing good. Right. Like she's not just like slinging burgers and McDonald's like life doesn't matter and not trying to like pursue better things. Like she's in a good job. She's in. Right. She busts and it her shouldn't ass be, and she's, she's doing the best she can. Yeah. So it shouldn't be a struggle in that situation. Yeah. Like it shouldn't. It shouldn't have to be such a, a mental stress and physical stress for everybody trying to get along. And then, you know, you add everything else on top of it. Yeah. Just the way things are going is such horseshit. It kind of, we could probably go down that rabbit hole for <laughs> a very, very long time. Probably. <laughs> it's a big, it's a big hole. It's like, it's kind of a black hole at this point. It just keeps sucking everyone and everything into it. Yeah. <laughs> Not in a fun way. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pink hole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's crude. I'm offended. <laughs> offended. I thought this was a safe zone. Fuck no. What? <sighs> My ears. This is not a safe zone. <laughs> this is a say whatever the fuck you want zone. <laughs> that's why I like doing it. The show. Uh, I'm glad you clarified. <laughs> it's a T-Mobile.
T-Mobile. Yeah, that was one of them. One of them I was in like a... How do you you deal with fucking irate people on the phone? (sighs) Then or now? (laughs) Fuck either. Um, That's why I'm glad I don't work with the public because I I would probably be fired. uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We can get into that too. Um, Then I was, I was young. I was naive. I was not as set in my ways as I am now. I'm not... I wasn't as confident, I guess is the correct word. I was not Mm -hmm. as confident in myself, Um, but I was very good and still am very good. I have this great talent, um, playing dumb. So they'd get really mad. Like, ah, why are you sold out of this? This is fucking bullshit. You should have this. You knew you were going to have big sales. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, just play dumb. And then they're like, uh, and they usually get irritated because they're talking to a dummy and they just hang up. Yeah. Now I just, but is it playing dumb or is it playing more to some kind of societal expectation? Mm, I don't think it's a societal expectation. I think it's what their perceived view of you is. Mm. And if they think they can get something from you or not, so they want something and they expect you to fix it. They're the most important person and thing in the world. And it doesn't matter if you're sold out and you can't possibly get another one, you will find a way to get them one. And once they figure out you're too dumb to even do that, they're like, fuck this. I'm not going to get what I want. They'll call back. They'll talk to somebody else, but deescalating against, uh, self-entitled assholes. Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah, more currently that is more of the issue. Um, like I, I understand frustrations of when shit goes wrong and your stuff is right. messed up. I, I get that. And I deal with that now with the, you're right. I kind of meet that energy with them. Yeah. I'm like, I understand you're that frustrated. I work for this company. Like yeah. <laughs> I deal with this all day. <laughs> you're trying to be more on their team and, you know, kind of, uh, you know what? You're right. This is horseshit. Yeah. What can we do for you? Yeah. Cause it kind of, it disarms them. Cause that's not what they're expecting. Cause usually they're just, you, yeah. you get a response of, you know, like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, what can I do? And they expect you to just cave immediately yeah. to that. And instead I'm like, Oh, you know what? You're right. This is ridiculous. <laughs> um, that's an inside joke <laughs> just for everybody listening. Why I giggled after that word. <laughs> Some of our listeners will know. <laughs> you're being ridiculous. Right you're now. being fucking ridiculous right now. <laughs> Shout out if the ridiculous starter ever listens to this podcast. You should come visit sometime. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Um, it would be actually. Thank you. I think it would be fantastic. But considering she never came to see me when she fucking lived here, I highly doubt she would take me up on that offer. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, enough of the ridiculousness. I really forgot what I was saying anyways. Uh, You were talking about uh, being on people's side and disarming unruly customers on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. When you're telling them that the situation is as ridiculous as they feel, it takes them off guard because that's not the general response and just yeah. take it down a notch. Sometimes they still end up mad and I ask them point blank, what would you like me to do to fix this for you? And they usually don't have an answer because they don't actually know what a solution would be. They're just mad and they want to express it and they just want to be hurt. Yeah. Um, so it's, well, they're it's usually hard. expecting someone to be like, well, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't know why this is going yeah, on. That's what I was just saying. And, yeah. and, and I wish there's nothing I can do to help you and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's Which is disarming annoying. them and moving moving the conversation forward past that point to where you can actually help them. Um, but usually you, when they're that mad, they don't actually want to listen yeah. to the solution. They just want to be heard. Right. That's it. Which, I mean, it's understandable, but what most people don't realize, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter if you're on the phone with, uh, you know, if you're on the phone with some person at T-Mobile or if you're in a grocery store talking to a cashier because, you know, 
something didn't ring up right or something like doesn't necessarily mean it's their fault you know like when you start getting irate with somebody who just works there it's not their fault so all you're doing is making things worse for yourself and for that person yeah yeah they don't care they don't give two shits yeah people are entitled they don't care about other people that's that inner reflection right like, they just project outwards and expect everybody else to fix their problems when they're the only one that can fix it yeah like fix your own shit don't go around treating people like shit right like i had a customer who had a huge issue yesterday huge issue it was corrected though she was super kind about it she let me know what the problem was she gave me the chance to fix it i fixed it right and she was like cool yeah but you catch more flies with honey yeah and that's what people need to start remembering is yeah, kindness okay. goes a long way. Right. The, the situation sucks, right? But if you call up and you're like, hey, you know, uh, something's going on here with my bill, but I, you know, just need to work this out and see what's going on because this is what I was told. And instead of being like, well, motherfucker, God, blah, 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 blah. Like, that's not going to get you anywhere. Yeah, no. And b- specifically, billing can be very convoluted, quite yeah. honestly. Oh, yeah. And I see some of the stuff. Especially hospital bills. Yeah, those have gotten better. They've made laws in the last several years that have made those significantly better. And I've seen the difference in that. Um, Not the price is not better, but (laughs) (laughs) as far as the breakdown of what you're actually being charged. $20 for a box of tissues. Breaking down every penny um, and trying to figure out, especially when you were overcharged, refunded, had like a late fee and it was refunded. And then you made a change that caused an increase and another change that caused a decrease. Like it, it can be really difficult to explain that, especially if you're talking to someone who doesn't have the ability to understand that. Like there's things I don't have the ability to understand. If somebody was trying to explain it to me, I'd just get pissed because right. I'd feel like they were trying to, you know, uh, jerk me around with it. And so I get that a lot. And I'm like, no, like I have looked at this. I promise you the billing is right. Cause if it was wrong, I would just fix it. Yeah. If, if I could see what was wrong, I would fix it. There was one lady, there was a 12 cent discrepancy and she wanted that 12 cents back. And I couldn't tell what that 12 cents was for. It was 12 cents. <laughs> I, I did get it corrected, but those are the things that pissed me off. Cause I spent an hour of my time, which was well more than 12 cents. I make more than 12 cents an hour. Okay. Right. <laughs> but people expect that, but then they want to bitch when their prices go up. Why are my prices going up? Be- because you, you wanted to save 12 cents <laughs> and now it's going to cost you $30. Good job. Yeah. Like there's cause and effect to everything and people don't give two fucks about it. They don't care. They don't want to stop and think like, oh, I've made this person probably do 30 hours of work for me and I'm going to bitch that my bill went up $20 this year. Yeah. Okay. Nobody seems to realize. When you're constantly service heavy on shit that you can go on your own goddamn account and do yourself, yourself and have no errors. There's no third person fucking with your shit. (laughs) And then they want to bitch. Why does it cost more? Because you have people doing it for you. You could do it yourself but you choose to have people do it for you. It's going to cost more. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, this, the sheer logic of some people baffles me. I try to remain calm and not yell. I have a couple of times when, when they get to the point when they're actually yelling at me, I will say, I will not talk to you. If you're going to, going to continue this conversation this way, I will hang up. Yeah. I, and I don't care if I get fired at this point for stuff like that, because I will not tolerate. I have been in the service industry for a very long time. Like, my first job, garbage cleaning. That's the service industry. Like, yeah, but you're, you're setting a healthy boundary yeah. with your customers. Like, yes, you need to, you know, your job is to serve your customers, yeah. but your job isn't to take shit from them and coddle them. Yeah. I can't they, stand coddling people just because they feel like they're entitled to some sort of special fucking treatment. Right. Like we're all human beings. Like, can we all just treat each other like nicely? That'd right. be great. 
Yeah, everybody deserves, you know, some modicum of decency and human respect. Not everybody, but most people, yeah. Well, yeah. But I mean, if, you, if you're going to call somebody because you want help with something, and then you're going to get in their face and act like a dick, yeah. well, <laughs> fuck off. Like, yeah, I'm going to put a lot like, of effort into you today. <laughs> yeah. Shit, looks like you're a tomorrow problem. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, because the person that called me before who has an actual problem and was nice to me, they're going to get it fixed first. Yeah. Like, I'm going to prioritize. One, I'm going to prioritize anyways, regardless of the situation. But especially if you're a dick and it's not really impacting Okay. Yeah. Your tomorrow's problem. Cause it's four thirty nine, and I leave at five. Yeah. All you want is 12 <laughs> cents back. Yeah. Like get over yourself. It's 12 cents. Come to my office. I will pay you myself if I have to. Like it's 12 cents. <laughs> you t- a dime and two pennies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did forget one of my favorite jobs in there. Oh, yeah? I that? worked at the Hayden Lake country club as a housekeeper. Oh. The, like the golf course? Yeah. Yeah. So a housekeeper. Yeah. So I want to say it was like right around 18 because it was before I had Evelyn. So I'd have been 17 or 18 and Mitchell worked on the golf course part and I worked on the housekeeping. We didn't see each other and that was fun. I learned a lot. The head housekeeper there was absolutely fantastic. Literally white glove cleaning type stuff. So that's where I learned my cleaning skills. Like cleaning people's houses. Cause they don't, they don't have like a hotel. No, no, there's a uh, clubs. It's a uh, cabanas. Oh, they have cabanas and they have a hotel type thing, but it's only for club members right. and their guests, at least that. at the time. I don't know what it is now, hmm. but yeah, there's cabanas and stuff. Well, I actually got that job because of the carpet cleaning job. Uh, we would go out there and clean their carpets. So I had met the ha- head housekeeper and she said, Hey, when you're ready to move on, give me a call. And I did yes. because I wanted to go learn something new. And obviously the situation was not ideal for me there. <laughs> um, I, had, I think I was there less than a year. But I'd learned a lot from her, the house, head housekeeper. She taught me a lot about cleaning. I didn't realize white glove clean was actually a thing. It is. Like putting on a white glove. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, yeah. Dust. And I think part of it was like us teasing her that we're going to actually get her a white glove because I think she just used like the rags or whatever. But it's still <laughs> the same concept. I'm like, I yeah. should actually just get you a white glove. <laughs> um It was fun. I learned. That's how I learned like the top of your trim on your door is... Dirty. Dirty. Like it should be cleaned every once in a while. That's why I dust them like every one year. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's like twice a year when I get bored or in the summer. So is that why you're so uh, anal with cleaning because you've Mm -hmm. seen stuff you can't unsee? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I've seen some stuff Uh, specifically at that place. And it's been so long that I'm probably fine talking about it. I said anal. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I wanted to use that. Oh God. (laughs) Um, when I was carpet cleaning still for there, uh, at Hayden Lake country club, we went there to do carpet cleaning and we had to clean one of the mattresses because somebody had shit on it. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't sure where you were going with that. (laughs) Um, well, and the housekeepers didn't clean up the poop because it's a biohazard. So you actually have to remove it specifically. Um, yeah, Dante had a similar story. Yeah. I remember I was (laughs) laughing through his whole thing because I have worked in the hotel industry as well. And it is fucking disgusting. (laughs) I, I don't know how I actually sleep in them knowing the things I know. Mm. Um, I just have to like out of sight, out of mind. I can't see the spots on the duvet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, Hayden Lake country Cup was probably my favorite. Um, they certified us in like CPR, AED. They actually cared. Oh, cool. Yeah. They, well, because you're out there golfing and you have a lot of older golfers. Yeah. And so somebody could drop at any time and they had at least two a year 
was their average. Um, so they made sure every single staff member was trained with CPR and um, AED, the little thing. Yeah, uh, defibrillator. Yeah, yeah, that word. That's a big word. I was trained on those at one point. Yeah. Probably still could not use one now, but. Well, they're self-explanatory. They're, and the instructions yeah, are on there. You fucking right. push the button. It says go to step two. Step yeah. two, uh, push the button or whatever it is now well all the newer ones have sensors on them so they won't even fire unless you have the pads like in the right place and all that stuff yeah so, so that's pretty pretty fucking dummy proof but yeah she was great at teaching me a lot of stuff and uh, i quit that job when i took off to california when <laughs> i was 18 yeah that was a whole probably a whole different story <laughs> ran away for a while came back home pregnant you know classic story <laughs> <laughs> well but I mean, you had to have had some interesting jobs on that route. Oh, God. Um, I was relatively fortunate on that, that I didn't have to work too terribly much. Unfortunately, because I was homeless for part of it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Great place to be homeless. uh, Mammoth, California. It was kind of the area we were in. We stayed at a lot of campgrounds. It was was summertime. It's California. So it's the weather's fine. It wasn't terribly hot. Um, At least the time period we were there was... September. So it was fine. We were there probably about three months total. I didn't really work. Mitch did some weird side jobs. He did uh, a convict lake. He was up there. He did some boat mechanicing at one point for a guy. We just uh, super random. We went up there fishing and the guy was like, Hey, you know, engines. (laughs) He was like, actually, yeah. What job? (laughs) Yeah. Just random. Yeah. And he showed up the next day. Yeah. It was, it was weird. It was weird. Super chill, Made laid money. back people. It's a ski resort type town. Yeah. Um, little hike, highfalutin in some spots, but you have your Pinkies locals. Up. Yeah. You have your locals that are like the chill, like ski bum type. Yeah. Um, the campground manager that we stayed at the longest was super cool. We just told him kind of what our story was and what was going on. And uh, he let us stay longer than we should have. Cause it was like a 30 day limit but it was a really good campground, like really comfortable, big trees that like a little bit of shade. And there was a Creek literally 10 feet from our campsite that we caught like the biggest trout out of. And we should go back. No, I don't care to revisit that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I lived there for like two months. I'm good. Uh, It was fun though. It was a, it was an adventure. Um, into adulthood for sure. It was a lot of learning. I'm one of those people that has to learn the hard way anyways. Yeah. You had just turned 18, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you started off your quote unquote adulthood, <laughs> like right off the bat Yeah. out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got the, the 18 year old. I know everything. I'm Basically fucking leaving. Kicked yourself out of the house and had yeah. to fucking figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of fun. Um, luckily, my family down there uh, really helped us out. Honestly, they were they were fantastic, and they helped us get over to Missouri to Mitchell's family because we knew long term we just weren't cut out to be in California. The cost of living was crazy expensive. Like we had been looking for places to live and like a stable income, um, and it just it wasn't aligned with what we wanted to do and what we were looking for. And so we went to Missouri, and that's boy, man, we were there a little while. I think it was gone like 10 to 12 months for the whole thing. Um, maybe not even that long, maybe eight months. I don't know. Some timeline. And yeah, we were in Missouri. I hated, I fucking hated Missouri. Like if you say it right, it's misery. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's that for a reason. It is humid. It's sticky. There are 
bugs there like bugs bugs <laughs> like bugs that try to fucking eat you like the, and you can't see them like chiggers little chiggers they yeah. crawl under your skin you can't even fucking see the things like those are disgusting like ticks but worse way worse like and trying to get rid of them i got them one time because i was stupid i went through a field in shorts and you're not supposed to do that because that's how you get them mm. and like, you can't go like here you can pretty much run around like in the fields you're gonna get ticks probably but that's i mean easier to prevent than chiggers it was nasty hmm. spiders fucking uh, moccasins they tried to eat you like water moccasins yeah. snakes yeah yeah no no thank you no thank you i mm-mm, i hate that place no no wanted the people were amazing his family over there fantastic great people they let us stay with them until we got a place we ended up with our own place like just good and right across the street from like cousins and stuff. Cause everybody's fucking family over there. Yeah. Like 80 relatives within a one square mile radius. <laughs> everybody knows each other. Yeah. Seriously. When I got pregnant, everybody knew I was pregnant before I knew. They're like, you're pregnant. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you are. I'm like, no. And I went and took a pregnancy. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks guys. So yeah, once I figured out I was pregnant, I came back home. Um, I worked over there as a waitress. The only time I worked as a waitress, I don't make a very good waitress that requires you to be able to pay attention to one, (laughs) one thing at least. Um, I mean, you have multiple things going on, which I'm a good multitasker, but in that environment, for some reason, I could not like remember what tables were mine and take them the right food to the right table or even remember to put their order in. This one kid came in and all he ordered was a fucking milkshake. (laughs) <laughs> I forgot to make it. It was my job to make it. <laughs> and he's just sitting there for like 20 minutes. Didn't say anything. And I was like, Hey, can I help you? He's like, I, I ordered a milkshake. And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The vanilla. He was like, no strawberry. I was like, cool, man. I'm going to go get that. <laughs> I gave it to him for free. So I was like, dude, I totally forgot about you. <laughs> was it just like a, like a diner or was yeah, it a Denny's or something? Just a hole in the wall diner type thing. Oh, yeah. yeah which stupid drama environment. I started out actually as a prep cook um, and I did just fine with that. But then one of their waitresses went out on maternity leave and they're like, Hey, you want to be a waitress? I was like, yeah, sure. I'd be good at that. No, I'm not good at that. (laughs) What kind of things seeing that side of the service industry, did you learn that? Like you think about Uh, be kind, be forgiving. Most things are not in the waitress's control. Yeah. Like, like if the cook doesn't make your food, the waitress can't deliver it. Mm-hmm. So again, like with, you know, unruly customers calling you, like it's not their fault. Yeah. Like, why are you yelling at the waitress? Because your shit is taking so long. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, yeah, they forget and it's sitting up there under the heat. <laughs> yeah. I, I would imagine that like nine times out of 10 is no. Well, and that comes to, I guess maybe being more humble, um, just, as you learn things in life, you learn to be more forgiving of other people because you're not fucking perfect either. Do you want to be screamed at because you made a mistake that you can rectify? Yeah. Or even one, if you can't rectify it, like I'm genuinely sorry, right? but there's nothing that can be done other than an apology. Why would you keep screaming at somebody? What is the point of that? What is wrong inside of you that you feel the need to do that? Like that's something you need to look at yourself. Right. If you're screaming at a waitress because there was croutons on your fucking salad, Instead of just, just send the salad back or pick them off, depending on if you're allergic or whatever. But like, right. it's not a situation where you need to scream at somebody. Like, calm yourself down. Learn to self-regulate. <laughs> like, let's be adults here. 
I am sorry. I will get you another salad. Oh, okay. That's the solution. Like, <laughs> you don't act like that. Don't act like a child. Yeah, I've, I've never understood people that act like that. Like, it's, it's not necessary. Yeah. It just isn't. It's not. And it's probably just going to get your food spit in anyway. <laughs> I never witnessed any of that. Um, not there. And that's the only place I've really ever been a waitress or anything like that. I, it's probably more common than I'd like to imagine. To imagine. I, I, don't, I don't really want to think about that, actually. That's nasty. <laughs> um, it's going to get but, your steak licked. Oh, God. <laughs> That butter on your potato is not butter. Oh, no. It's a Twinkie. Please, God, let that be white pepper. Uh, Oh, geez, Louise. Okay, that's nasty. Um, Yeah, I mean, I have found some questionable things in my food in my life. I'm sure everybody has. That's uh, one reason I will never eat Burger King in my life again. I haven't eaten Burger King, oh, at least a decade because I found a, a curly hair. I, in my brain, turned it into it's a pube hair because that's what it looked like. It could have mm, genuinely yeah. just been like a beard hair or like a really curly, like top head hair. Yeah, but you don't know. I don't know. And it was uh, even now, like the gag reflex because it was so gross because it was in the cheese. In the, <laughs> Okay, can't. Nope, it's so gross. I can't. I could never eat another Burger King. I smell it, and I'm like. <laughs> a friend of mine went to a fast food place. I don't want to say the name of it, but uh, he like gets up to the window after he after he makes his order, and he gets up there, and it, it was like a high school kid. He's probably like 16, 17. That was like working <laughs> the window, and so my my buddy's sitting there in his truck like watching through the window and this kid the whole time has his hand in his pants like not just inside his jeans like down his pants scratching his balls and then kid comes over opens the window uh, the you know burger so blah, 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 and he's like yeah yeah i did kid turns around grabs the bag of food oh. with that hand <laughs> and hands it to my buddy out the window and my man my buddy's like no get someone else and put it in a new bag. And the kid was like, what's your problem? And he's like, I just watched you stand there for five minutes, scratching your nuts. That's gross. He was salting the fries. <laughs> <Gross>. Okay. <laughs> salting something. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's gross. I would never do anything like that. Um, yeah. Why do people feel the need to do stuff like that? Well, I guess in that case, it's absent mindedness probably never taught cleanliness and oh, yeah. that that's a fucking disgusting behavior, honestly, is what that probably stems from. Yeah. That's still, still gross though. Yeah. Well, he probably watched his dad do it. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> Generational, you know, flaws. Yeah. So waitress. And yeah. then, uh, so after that, um, gosh, after that, I became a mom. That was a job in itself. Once <laughs> um, she was a few months old and I had started, started <laughs> the very beginnings of weaning her from breastfeeding. Um, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go back to work. I need money. Like it's been three months and like, there's no income whatsoever because, you know, baby daddy dropped off the face of the planet. And I was like, hmm. So I went to like a temp work place and they assigned me to the mill right down the road from where I lived. And I was mm. like, okay, I can do manly jobs. I, you know, pretty labor intensive all throughout my life. <sighs> you know, people don't tell you how weak you are after having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> they also don't tell you how much it sucks to try and do manual labor when you're trying to wean. Uh, Cause you're, 
breasts are tender and they're full of milk. Like even if you pump and stuff, like you're just, and so I was doing like the grunt work at the mill, the, the little bitch work. So you're like shoveling like the sawdust and like pieces of wood that fall off of where the logs are rolling through and getting cut and sawed and all that stuff. Yeah. Like debarking and stuff like so that. Debarking and even like they're just cutting them to length and stuff, cutting them into boards and whatever, whatever place you're at in the mill. So they're just shoveling. And so you don't really think about it until you have boobs in your way of <laughs> shoveling. You're constantly squeezing your boobs together with the shoveling oh, yeah. movements. Like it was a 12 hour shift. I was the only female. There was no such thing as breastfeeding rooms back then. There was no, like my only option would have been the nastiest bathroom I've probably ever seen in my life. Like, so there was none of that. So for 12 hours, I had no, no relief in the breastuses. Um, I didn't go back. I, I gave it another month and a half until I was actually done weaning the baby because no, that's hard. And just physically tired and weak. Like, even though it'd been three months since I'd given birth, like just the changes like, Oh man, that's crazy. Kudos to you for trying. <sighs> yeah, I tried. Um, I think that's when I went to another call center. I think that might've been when I went to the T-Mobile job after that. I know I had a variety of hotel jobs because uh, those are a dime a dozen and takes very little skill set and job history and stability. They'll hire literally anybody off the street to clean a hotel room, which is why you have the cleanliness standards you have. <laughs> <laughs> if you hire a crackhead off the street, you are going to absolutely not have a clean room. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, like, like hotel hospitality cleaning work, like that kind of stuff, like that fascinates me. Because you have just an endless slew of random people coming through all the time, right? And you see what happens like in houses when it's just a rental. Mm -hmm. if, if you don't own it, it's not yours. So what the fuck do you care? Like trash the place. Yeah. You know, maybe just not enough to where they're going to charge you for it. <laughs> uh, hotel should absolutely charge more, more often. Yeah. If you're going to be an asshole to somebody else's property, you have no respect and you deserve to pay. Yeah. Like, don't be a douche. Like shit happens. Drinks get spilled. That's normal. I never cared at any hotel that I worked at. If I was cleaning up an innocent mess versus a malicious mess. Right. If I'm cleaning shit off the wall and period blood off of everything, Gross. like it's one <laughs> thing real? like, yeah, I've written in, in words and letters and drawings and yeah, it wasn't like, oops, we fucked. My period started, made a mess. <laughs> like, okay, I can deal with the sheets. I can get the sheets clean. Like, cool. That's innocent. That's normal. Like I would never ask for somebody to be charged for that. But when you write it on the fucking wall and draw a goddamn mural, like <laughs> you walk into the Sharon Tate murders and someone wrote <laughs> death to the pigs and period blood on the wall. Yeah. It's fucked up. Seriously. It's just <laughs> like baffling when you walk into that situation, like how drunk or high were they? Like in that particular instance, uh, there was a lot of booze bottles around, so they were definitely drunk. But, but even, even still, in that state of mind, like I'm, when I get drunk, like I get more obnoxious, but it's still my personality that's coming out. Yeah. It's not like a whole nother person. So that person is shitty, sober or drunk. They just get more shitty hmm. when they get drunk. Yeah. Like, so they're intentionally going to go into a hotel room and party and just trash the fucking place. In that case, fucking charge them. Yeah. They deserve to be charged every extra penny because you're allotted a certain amount of time to clean a room. And in that case, I'm not going to get it even remotely clean in 25 minutes. I'm just not it. That one I think took me four hours because I bleached the walls. I, cause it was so disgusting. <laughs> but I mean, what has to be going through your head, even whether you're sober or drunk to be like shitting in my hand and writing all over the walls. Sounds no, like a great fucking first. idea. 
No, they shit on the bed first and then dabbled in it. But still. <laughs> I have there's never once in my life been a time where I've taken a dump and thought <laughs> I should put my hand in that uh, and and become an artist. You know, I'm really glad that thought has never crossed your mind. <laughs> because if you would have said, you know, there was a time that I really thought about painting a cartoon out of my own shit. I would probably ask for a divorce. <laughs> I don't, I don't, you know, that or waffle stomping shout out. Wow. <laughs> At least that's going down the drain. Yeah. I mean, that is better, but I still wouldn't be able to tolerate it. I would, I would not. That would if give I me stepped the in ick. a shower and I saw chunks of corn in the. Mm, yeah. That'd give me the ick big time. <laughs> that, mm, 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 no, no, sir. That's just not going to work. We'd have a conversation right out of contract. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't get, I don't get people who mess around with poop and. Yeah. I, I don't get people that are even just destructive to other people's property just cause. Yeah. Like, or even out of anger. Like, there's just no reason for it. Like, don't be a shitty person. Do better. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Um, after that job, what did I do, man? I've done a lot of random things. I am, you know, this, I have trouble sitting still in one spot. I get bored very easily. Yeah. The longest job I had was Walmart. It was 10 years almost. Well, that's, that's where we actually were very similar. Yeah. No, we're not. I don't like sitting still, like as far as work goes. Yeah, but you can sit still a lot longer than I can. You're you have a more normal approach to your your work that you've been at the same place for 15 years. Well, but to be fair, I've been there that long because they've been good to me mm -hmm. and they've allowed me to move around a lot yeah. and kind of do my own thing. And that makes it better. Right. For yeah. the most part, like they know that I can do what they ask me to do and they allow me to just figure things out because I deliver. Yeah. Like I don't fuck off and just make excuses all the time. Like when I screw <laughs> something up, I'm like, Hey, I fucked this up. How can we fix this? Or I fix it before they find out. Yeah. You know what I mean? But most of the time I, I find a solution. I solve the problem and I get shit done. Yeah. So they don't ever question me. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I'm at my jobs. Yeah. I just, I don't like being at the same place. I get bored and I'm like, Ooh, what else can I do? Uh, Walmart was a really good job uh, for a long time. I mean, there's reasons it wasn't a good job, just like any job, but I learned a lot. They put me through a lot of training, gave me a lot of opportunities and yeah. you know, I, I enjoyed it. There was a lot of bullshit, especially then through COVID and all that. And that's what ended it. Yeah. Which but. I'm kind of torn about that whole thing. Cause Walmart, when you started, I feel like was great. Yeah. And not so much anymore. Yeah. It, it did over the years. It, it got worse and worse, more politically based on their choices. Yeah. Um, which I didn't agree with for a variety of reasons. Um, they were way more liberal. I'm not liberal. I'm not at all. Um, not as necessary conservative either, but I just, I, I didn't like the direction they were going and they seemed to not necessarily force, but imply that that is right. what everybody's belief base needed to be. Um, and then COVID just amplified it even more with all the regulations, which I know a lot of businesses had to concede to a lot of that stuff for, you know, general public, you know, oh man, what's the word appeasement? Like, yeah. And I get that. Um, they went like full buy-in though to everything. Yeah. Especially like overall, like overall Walmart did. Um, and my store manager at the time definitely tried to implement it a lot. And you know, one of my things was, okay, you do it first. Like as far as like masks at the door thing, uh, you do it first and tell us the best method. Cause we haven't been successful with this. Like it creates an 
a very dangerous situation because you're just pissing people off, especially right. up here. Like nobody up here, not nobody, but you know, a good majority of the population is like, I'm not wearing a fucking mask. Fuck you. Fuck off. Like, so you walk in the building, you can't enforce it per corporate's own rule. You can't enforce them putting the mask on, but you're supposed to stand there and tell them they have to. Right. What? Yeah. What do you mean? So you want me to tell somebody to do something with no way to back it up. What's the point? You're just creating negative environment. Like you're just creating a, a reason for people to yell at us. Right. And so he did. My boss absolutely did great manager. He went up there for a full day, a full day of just trying to figure out how to get people to wear masks. And at the end of it, he was like, that was horrible. He's like, the stuff people said to me, the stuff people called me. And I was like, yeah. And you're asking our hourly associates to do this. Right. That's not cool. Which again, I mean, it's kind of horseshit, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's not like he wants to do it. Right. It's a corporate push. It's a corporate push. Yeah. Yeah. And so we were able to mostly, um, cause a lot of, a lot of this whole area, even Washington on this side was pretty much the same in that regard. Yeah. Uh, so our market was a little bit more like, okay, like we had our people up there that had the mask and offered them to people. It was more of a, Hey, would you like a mask versus right. a put this mask on or else? Right. You know? Um, and that was received better. Cause then it's a choice. People like to have a choice. If right. they choose to wear a mask. Okay. If you don't. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, and every business has, its, it does have its right to refuse service. Right. And that's fine. It, if they would have flat out said, if no mass, no entrance, like Costco did. Okay. I could back that because it's, there's a, a reason behind it. Like there's a backing behind it. It then makes sense. I don't agree with it. Right. I don't agree with the choice to make people wear masks or whatever, but I could at least, if they were like, yes, if they will not wear a mask, they don't come in versus tell them they can't wear a mask, but you can let them in anyways. What? <laughs> no, like they did that with, um, guns. People weren't supposed to conceal carry or open carry in the store, but it was not a rule. Even on the door, it said, please do not. Yeah. I did it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you want me to enforce that? Why even fucking bother? Yeah, make I mean, it a hard rule or don't make it anything at all. One. Like, would you please not murder me, Mr. Murderer? And how are you going to enforce it? Are you going to start searching everyone that comes in the door? Yeah. No. So the like, enforcement was the managers, us, telling them to leave. Yeah. But then them questioning, it's not a real rule, rule is it? And it's like, oh shit, you're right. It's not a real rule because it just says, please. It says absolutely no. It doesn't say absolutely not no admittance if yeah. you have such and such just says, please refrain from, no, that's stupid. Yeah. It's not saying, uh, you know, Walmart policy. Yeah. Weapons are not allowed beyond yeah. the front entrance. Yeah. Cause businesses have a right to make their own rules. People right. think it's like public domain. It's not, it's actually private property. You are being allowed onto that and into that facility for that business. They have the right to make choices and make the rules. It's not public domain in that sense. Like right. it's open to the public, but it's not for the public. The public doesn't pay taxes to like run that business. That's not how that works. Well, I feel like Walmart though has always kind of, I mean, they, they created their own problem oh, yes, in, they in did. my opinion, Absolutely. because they, you know, even, even with any rules that they may have had and all that, like, you know, the joke is, Oh, it's Walmart. You can fucking do whatever you want. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you kind of can because Absolutely. you walk in and, and managers, the poor people that work there, all they can do is be like, Hey, would you please not do that? You know, but then you can't actually do anything about it right. other than call the cops if it's serious enough. Yeah. 
Well, so, and, so and you just end up with the people of Walmart. The, the idea that Sam Walton originally had of the customer is always right. Back in his day, sure, people did not take advantage of the system, so right. to speak. When people had respect for each yeah. other, sure, that worked. And they had limits, and they knew um, as that company has grown. And they have strayed a little bit from that, a little bit. I mean, it's still a, a big corporate, oh, the customer's always right. Um, but that's not the case. The customer's not always right. The customer does not deserve a gift card for throwing a fucking tantrum and right. writing a letter to the president and giving us a negative review. No, you need to make it right with the customer. Why? They were in the wrong. Yeah. I don't need to make that right. They can fuck off. Yeah. But no, it has to be made right. Like I was almost physically assaulted and I had to apologize to a customer. Yeah, that's horseshit. Because they wrote a letter to the president and Mark, they contacted the market manager directly, told them what happened. I showed them the video. I documented everything because I knew it was going to be a big deal because his mom had worked for us before mm. and she was a bitch. <laughs> she was. She was a fucking bitch. And like just nasty, like purposeful. Don't, don't tone it down. How do you really feel? <laughs> well, I don't know if anybody's dropped that word yet on this show. Um, <laughs> what cut yes 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 she was a fucking cut um and so and her son was just a big dumb fucking idiot like and he had worked for walmart at one point too but he was so dumb he spelled his own name wrong on his name tag <laughs> like genuinely genuinely that's the story that's awesome like i'm not making that up <laughs> so he got in my face because we had um he had left his semi out in the lot and you can do overnight parking a day or two, but when it's been there for a week or two, I'm going to put a notice on it that says, Hey, please move your vehicle or it'll be towed. You don't have a right to just leave your rigs there. Like that's not how it works. It's not a public parking lot in the sense that it's like public land, you know? Um, so he came in with the paper and he said, don't you ever fucking touch my truck again? And he threw it in my fucking face. And I was like, you can get the fuck out. It's like, I'm going to call the cops. Okay, do it. Call the cops. Like, that's yeah. what I'm going to do to have you trespass. And I did. I had him trespass and that's what pissed her off, which I had to have undone. I had to eat fucking crow, even though I didn't do anything wrong because market said to the customer's always right. I'm like, he threw the paper in my face and he's a big, big motherfucker. He's like yeah. six, six and 400 pounds. Like, yeah. and I'm yeah. like, I won't, I'm, I'm dumb, fearless, dumbly fearless. <laughs> and I just stood my fucking ground and I was like, do it, fucking do it. Yeah. You're a stand up when you should probably shut up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've gotten better, but if I see a problem, I have no problem. I don't give a fuck who you are. Like, I mean, we saw somewhat recently a few weeks ago, like yeah. there was a situation. I, see, I stepped I in the middle. That, I stepped in the middle of it and I, a much bigger man than me. And I said, get the fuck out of her face. Like, <laughs> mm. and then of course everything else that happened is no. Yeah. <laughs> a little, a little, little craziness after that. Uh, yeah. But I mean, that's what I'm talking about is Walmart just rewards that kind of behavior because mm -hmm. they just like customers always right. Well, no, this customer's a fucking prick and he acted like a goddamn child mm -hmm. and he doesn't, shouldn't be fucking shopping here anymore. Why mm -hmm. should your employees have to deal with that kind of fucking treatment? Constantly. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. Because the customer's always, no, the customer sometimes is a fucking asshole that doesn't deserve to shop here anymore. Yeah. And so when you allow that to happen all the time, then you're going to end up with stupid fucking teenage kids running around throwing balls everywhere and knocking shit off shelves. <laughs> God, that's the most annoying thing ever. Riding bicycles through the store and like running over people and, yeah. you know, because yeah. you allow it. Daily. You, you create that culture in your stores. Yeah. So what the fuck do you expect? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of downfalls to that. And I think that's true to almost any service industry, though. Like, to a degree, the customer is right because you want to take care of the customer. You want to go above and beyond. Yeah. But there's a limit. And yeah. I think 
Taking care of the customer does not mean being a doormat. Yes. Yeah. No, I agree. And so after Walmart, oh boy, yeah, this is where the real fun journey comes in. <laughs> the last two and a half years-ish, um, I left Walmart and I went to, I went wholesale versus re- retail, thinking that was kind of more what I wanted to do. And working for people I've worked for before, doing some receiving manager type stuff, kind of putting that into shape and getting that all all squared. I did that for like two years and it was okay. I was bored after the first three months. Um, and in the interview I had told them, do not let me get bored. Um, Walmart was only able to entertain me because there was 800 things I could do. And I did not leave them because I was bored. (laughs) I left them on pretty much moral stances and then just my own health too, sanity and all that. But at the the new place, we're doing more of the wholesale side of things. Just boring. It just wasn't challenging. They had nowhere they could utilize my my skill sets, and that that became an argument because I wasn't asking them to like create jobs for me, but they were taking it that way, and it just kind of was like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna move on then. Um, before I moved on, about a year into it, I started looking into other jobs, and I was like, man, what do I want to do? Um, and I found insurance intriguing. Cause I didn't realize how little I knew about it. So I started learning about it and I was like, Oh, this might be interesting. So I started interviewing at places, not knowing a goddamn thing about insurance. Really? Like most people don't know anything about their insurance. Uh, no shit about yeah. It. And I didn't until I did the schooling for it. Um, I know we pay for it and it's in case shit happens. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's really what it is. You want to make sure you have a way to pay for the oh shit moments in your life. So when I was interviewing, I interviewed a few places and I got an offer in every single one. Does none, none of them seemed right. A couple of them, it was a pay issue. Like if you're going into the insurance industry, a lot of the times it's commission only, or you like have a really low base pay and it's commission incentivized. So your commission usually isn't capped or anything and effort equals pay basically. Um, and I wasn't quite ready to jump into something brand new leaving. Cause you know, my job was stable. Like it wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't at risk of losing my job or anything. I right. had a good relationship with the people I worked with. It was something you could keep sitting on until you found yeah, something. I could literally sit there forever and you know, slowly make my yearly raises and just <laughs> do the same thing every fucking day. And that just, uh, <sighs> you're a busy body. Yeah. Well, not a busy body, but I like to be busy, busy yeah. body's more somebody who likes to jibber jabbery to other people in the salon. <laughs> But yeah, yeah I but like you, to, you don't like downtime. Yeah. I like to be, yeah. I want my day to start, be busy and then be done. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to sit there and be like, oh my God, it's been four hours since anything's happened. Yeah. No. So the insurance I landed with where I'm at now, well, not exactly where I'm at now with the company I'm with now, because I had a very interesting offer because of my skill sets to one, be able to um, work on starting my own business and maintain a salary working for the district manager as well. And that, you know, didn't turn out the way that I thought it was going to. It was quite the eye-opening experience into the insurance world. Um, You know, they had their own things that they were doing. And I was learning stuff. I just wasn't getting, like, an in-office experience that I needed. Being a little baby insurance agent, trying to figure out what insurance really even means. Because once you pass your licenses, like, I got all of my licenses except my securities licenses. You learn the basics of what insurance is. But you don't learn necessarily how to write insurance. You don't learn what coverage is appropriate for each situation. And you don't really learn those things until you do them. And when you're trying to build a business from scratch, not buying a book of business or anything, 
it's, it was not the best thought process to try and do it that way. So I ended up in the office I'm in now, just now learning what insurance really is. And it's, it's fun. It's fun. It's interesting. I have learned a ton and every day I learn something new, figure out something new. And I'd say the passion is growing. It's not, it's not quite like entirely there because like it's been more chaos than anything. (laughs) I mean, there's specifics into that I can't go into, but Yeah. yeah, I think there's, going to be lots of opportunities from it. Um, I'm definitely gaining more experience and I definitely need it. I can see now how there's no way you could with no, uh, no mentors, nobody that you really know in the business, no real insight into the insurance industry. It's extraordinarily hard to just start from absolute ground zero. So now I will be able to take whatever experience I get going forward and eventually do it the right way and have my own, have my own agency at some point. But that's, that is your end goal is to have your own agency, your own customers running the show. Yep. Yep. That's at least one of them. Um, I, you know, I have other things in the works with some other people and I I Mm, think diversifying is important at this point, trying to figure out multiple streams of income and what'll be truly satisfying, you know, like, cause I'm a person that if I'm, even if I'm busy in my job, if it's not satisfying something in me. Like, I don't even know what that thing is yet, but like, I need like the, the accomplishment, I guess, feeling accomplished and like, Oh, right. like, yeah, I actually did that. I did that. That was me. Like I want my own business so I can be like, I grew that business. I built that business. Like that's mine. Like, yeah. yeah I was actually thinking about this the other day. Um, it seems like, like a lot of people kind of in our age range, like, I mean, there's people out there that they'll do the same job till they retire. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's a lot of people. Yeah. Cool. Whatever. You know, that's fine. If that's your gig, if that's what you enjoy doing, yeah. which unfortunately a lot of people don't enjoy it. They just they succumb just to it, it. Yeah. and it becomes second nature and they're like, well, this is what I do. Yeah. You know, but it, it seems to me that a lot of people in our age range kind of, they get to a point where they want to start branching out and they're not satisfied and they want to start looking for whatever that is that they're passionate about that they can do to be happy with what they do. Yeah. And make an income and make an income doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like my mom, you know, she started at one point like doing real estate versus doing just regular nine to five jobs. Yeah. Like she actually, so she was, she was in the air force and then uh, she worked at Boeing. So she used to work, uh, I can't remember what she did there, something with, I th- I'm pretty sure probably avionics or something. Yeah. That's what she did in the Air That's Force. That's what she did, yeah. She worked at NASA for a while. <laughs> but then eventually she ended up in real estate and that kind of, that's a whole story and that fell through. Um, but then she started her own business and she was, she's a very nerdy woman, mm-hmm. like computers, all that stuff. Yeah, she's very smart. Yeah. So she... She started her own computer business and she, when the internet first came around in our area, <laughs> she started uh, selling internet plans as like a side gig, making yeah. money. And yeah, so that was kind of her journey. She started just doing pretty much anything she could think of, starting her own businesses and doing all kinds of stuff to figure out how to make money and doing what she was good at and what she liked doing and being her own boss and not having to work for somebody and yeah. go to nine to five well, and being wake able up to every have day. her own schedule. She was a single mom, yeah. had two boys, like yeah. being able to have yeah, I'm sure a that schedule. You difficult can enough. be flexible. Like yeah. that's, that's pretty important, you know, but she was, she was around the same age that we are now, which I think when she started doing this stuff. Yeah. Well, and she's, she's also 
she's still like that. She'll right. she'll do whatever she wants to do that's right. going to make her an income. She's not afraid of the failure. You know, a lot of people right. will stay in the same job because they're afraid of the failure. The right. what if, what if, what if I fail? Oh, cool. Yeah. Like, I left a very stable, secure job for a very big what if. What if I fail? Well, guess what? I failed. Okay, what's right. next? Oh, this is next. But I can circle back around. It doesn't mean I failed forever. It just fail means I failed in that moment. But and I had sad moments about that, like, oh dang. But once you process it and actually think about it and do the work, get that those feelings out, like, oh, okay. It it was a moment of failure. But if I wouldn't have tried, I wouldn't be here where I'm at right now. Right. Like and I'm already progressing and just the skill sets that I'm gonna have from this, like just diversifying all those skills even more. <laughs> yeah. Well without the failure, I mean you can't succeed at everything all the time. Nobody is 100% 100% of the time. I don't care right. who they are. It, you learn through failure. Mm -hmm. Like you do something, if it works out, cool. But if not, what can you take away from it? Yeah. The most successful. 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 I can't say that in any way that isn't dirty. <laughs> Many people who have had success. There we go. Um, <laughs> have failed. Thousands of times. Yeah. They have many failed businesses. I mean, you could look at anybody who has um, built their businesses, not have them handed down or whatever, but have actually built their businesses and their empires. They've failed tons along the way. You have to be not afraid. Yeah. Because you're going to, you're going to fail. You're going to lose money. You're going to, you know, lose relationships and all sorts of stuff. Like that's just stuff you have to learn to face and work out in yourself. Like, yeah, it's going to happen. But yeah. get back up, go again. Like how many things have I failed at over the years? Like more than just regular jobs. How many, you yeah. know, multi-level marketing things have I tried that before I realized like <laughs> I just suck at those things and they're kind of like just not good things anyways. Yeah. But I, it yeah. w I was never afraid to just like jump into it. it you'd be like, what are you doing this week? I'm like, I'm selling makeup this week. Oh my God, look at my lashes. But really look at my lashes today because I got them done. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty. I'm not an attention seeker, not at all. You look hot. Thanks. Um, man, what was I just saying? I got distracted by my own lashes and totally forgot what I was saying. We're talking about failure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. What am I doing this week? You know, selling makeup or uh, vitamins or whatever else I've tried over the years that, you know, cool. It's, it works for some people and I'm not like dissing on that at all. I just suck at that. Right. I suck at that. Yeah. If it's your thing, great. But yeah. you, if you don't do anything, then you're not going to, you're not going to learn anything yeah. and you're not going to succeed at anything. So, you know, yeah, it used to annoy me when you know, every <laughs> month you're doing something new and say, like, fuck, what now? How much is this going to cost us? Like, is this yeah. going to work out? Like, yep. But I learned over time to actually embrace that because at least you're not doing nothing. Yeah. Like you're learning what you're good at, what you're not good at, what stimulates you and uh, what you enjoy doing. Like you're finding your passion and that I can understand. Passions, multiple. <laughs> yeah, but I can understand that. And it took me a while to realize that because, you know, I mean, I've said on here before, uh, I had no idea what I wanted to do ever. Yeah. Ever, ever, ever. I like, still don't know what I want to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, really, <laughs> ne neither do I, but I'm just trying stuff that I like and that I know I'm good at. Yeah. At least I and think I am. that's where you start with it. Yeah. Like, I, I wanted to be an airline pilot when I was a kid, right? But I mean, you still could. I mean, I could, yeah. If well, I, if actually, I, there is an age limit on that. No. 
there is. I don't remember what it is. There's like air traffic control too. Sorry. Anyways, that's a whole different thing. Well, yeah, but I, but I mean, finding out all the stuff that I would have to learn and like how many hours you have to put in before you can get your commercial license and all this other stuff. And like, we it's have sound, an air school. I know we do. Right. It's not I actually that expensive. would still like to do that. I have like, I have a friend, I think you know who, um, like he went and he's got his, his pilot's license now yeah. and he's been flying. It sounds fucking awesome. I should probably try to do that, but I mean, you should look into it and make but a I mean, plan because you could say all day long, like I probably should, or you could just make a plan and figure it out. That's how you make shit happen. Yeah. You're right. Like if that's something you're actually passionate about and you've been passionate about since you were a kid and you've never even explored it, fucking do it. You're right. We can figure it out at some point. It might not be today. It could be like, okay, tomorrow. in a year, <laughs> tomorrow, <laughs> right now, in a year, we can set aside X amount and like, here we go. This is the plan, but you have to plan it. Yeah, like, and I know you're not a planner, but shit like that takes planning. <laughs> I don't, I am a planner. That's why I don't like to plan. <laughs> okay. Your job title is a planner. I mean, you as a person, your job does not define you. I'm getting better at it. Have you seen my Google calendar lately? Why would I look at your Google calendar? Okay, well, I'm getting there. Are, are, wait, are our Google calendars jointed? No. Oh. But I, you can... Can s- I see it? I don't think so. Oh, okay. But if I make something, like, on a date, I can send it to your calendar, and then it will show on both. You what? can do that, yeah. Okay, this, you're going to have to teach me that, because I don't understand. Yeah, that's how I sent you this day, remember? You sent me this? I think I did. I don't know. It was either this or something. I know if I get an email, it automatically adds it to my Google calendar. Oh, I don't have that turned on. That would annoy I, me. No, I have to. I have so many appointments. Like, run oh. the kid around to the doctors, my own doctor's appointments, all the different other stupid fucking things I do, all the training, all the, all the, th- there's no way, there's no way I could remember <laughs> it all. Like today we have three things today total. I already did one of them and this is the second one. Then we have one more. Yeah. And like that's, I booked the whole day. Yeah. That's why I'm learning to use my Google calendar more <laughs> because obviously I need to plan stuff if I'm going to be somewhat successful. Yeah. You have to plan a little bit. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's some people that just willy nilly some things, but to a degree when you're, especially when you're dealing with other people and their schedules, like you have to have some consideration. Well, and honestly it makes it easier if I don't have to fucking remember shit and I can just let my phone or something tell me it's like having an assistant. I don't have to do shit, but have somebody or something tell me what to do. Oh, okay. It's noon. We're going to do this now. Yeah. Yeah. It makes things so much easier. It does. It does. And yeah, I've started using my phone a lot more for that kind of stuff. I wasn't because I mean, my brain still functioned yeah. at a higher level enough to remember things. Um, <laughs> but over the last, like I would say two or three years, definitely. I don't have the cognitive ability anymore to remember six weeks from now. I'm going to go hang out at Susie Q's house for six right. hours. Like, I'm not going to remember. I'm going to forget Susie. And then she's going to be sad because I'm at home hanging out like, Hey, where are you? What? <laughs> what are you supposed to hang out? Oh well, yeah, but well, I'm not going anywhere now. <laughs> well, going back to flight school, you're right. If I don't, like we were just saying, if you don't do anything, then you'll never do anything. So yeah, yeah I should probably start looking into how much it's going to cost. Yeah. And it's not that much. I looked recently because I, I took aviation in high school for like oh, that's right, you two did. semesters. Yeah. And I loved it. And I always wanted to get into like flying Cessnas. I never wanted to be a commercial airline pilot. It blows my ever. mind though, that they actually fucking had that in high school. I, it blows my mind. They had that in the little redneck town I had, but <laughs> the teacher of it, she was like the regular English teacher. And this was an alternative class, you know, or elective. That's yeah. the correct word. And she was a pilot and she was a teacher at the time at the pilot school. Huh. So she got accredited to do that class. And the credit from that would transfer over if you had taken so that at the time, I don't think they still have this program at the time. If you were programs, they don't have that they should. Yeah. At the time, if you were at least like 16, you could take a class, not a class, but like a training thing to get your license. Um, You still had to pay and everything, but your credit from your high school class would then transfer 
into that because you had to do all the simulations. I always crashed the plane. <laughs> so I always decided maybe I couldn't do it. Like I was just immediately because of a stupid simulation because I could never land the simulation. I was yeah. like, well, guess I can't fly a plane. That doesn't mean in real life I wouldn't be able to. Right. And I've just recently realized that because again, coming back to the things that you have to circle back that you learned in school as an adult in school, I learned you suck at being a pilot. Yeah, that doesn't. It was a, f a computer simulation, and it was the freaking early two thousands at that. Yeah, it's not even. <laughs> like, you know, simulations are good for training and to maybe plan for like what ifs, but it's not the real thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it would be, definitely be. It's worth looking into. I looked into it. It wasn't that bad. It really wasn't. Yeah, I would love to do that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And it's like, not gonna be your commercial license. That would be a whole different thing. No, no, but it, it would get you. Right. Yeah, I, I would love to be able to just like <laughs> go rent a plane or whatever and like go fly around a little bit every once in a while. Like that'd be that'd be dope. Oh, we're not gonna buy a plane. Oh, we could buy a plane if you want to buy a plane. <laughs> we ain't got that kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe at some point. I mean, that'd be cool. But yeah, okay, it, let's go to Alaska. What it what it takes, as far as my understanding, to be a commercial pilot, like it's just not in the cards for me. I'm too lazy for that. I don't want to do it. <laughs> so, so all I'm saying is like, I mean, it was a dream when I was a kid, but for me, it's unrealistic and that's okay. I realize that and I'm not saddened by it. I'm not like, hmm, mm -hmm. you know, okay, whatever, move on. What's next? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you realize that it just really wouldn't have fit anyways. I really, well, I don't the even thing care about traveling. Like I don't want to fucking have to spend overnights in random hotels and stuff mm -hmm. all the time and yeah. like be away from the house and you and, but all those flight attendants. <laughs> yeah. You're the captain. They're not all hot. Okay, not everybody has to be hot. <laughs> They're not all interested. Cool. There's some are, that are. You're the captain. Like that's a. You're in a uniform, and you're the captain. You're like the guy in charge. I mean, I can just buy a captain's uniform and wear it around the house. Not for me, I didn't say I was in the captain's. <laughs> How do you know? Um, because I've never looked at a captain in uniform. Like, oh my god, I want your dick. No, like that's just, that's not my thing. They're arrogant to me. So immediately their personality turns me off and I would just be like, ugh, you're gross. I'm not putting that in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> what about rock stars? When, uh, I, when I gave up on the pilot gig, I wanted to be a rock star for a while. No. So I thought I was Kurt Cobain for a little bit. <laughs> Did you ever see me when I had my hair long? No, I had it, I I had it down to like, that point. No, I had it in middle school. I had it down to my shoulders, maybe a little longer than that. I think I saw a picture once and I laughed. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> um, I mean, teach their own. I, I once cut all my hair off. You saw that to like an inch long and that was fucking tragic. Oh yeah. And that lady styled it like super old lady and I left it that way. And I just sat on the porch waiting for you to come home and you came home and the look on your face. Yeah. Oh you my God, you so had good. like the Karen haircut, like, like the wig that Grace wore for that Halloween like, party. Yeah. Was. Like to the max. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, was waiting, looked for, at me. was waiting for you to ask me to see a manager. <laughs> I am the manager. <laughs> um, no, I sat there and like the look on your face was horror. You were like, what? The but you didn't say that. You're like, did you get your haircut? And I was like, yeah, you like it. I really like it. Cause I was really fucking with you. Cause I knew how bad it was. Like, Fuck no. I was like, oh, I love it. And you were like, oh, okay. And you kind of just like walked in and I was trying not to crack up. So I finished my cigarette cause I was outside smoking and walked in after you. I was like, I'm fucking kidding. This is horrible. <laughs> like, I know how bad this is. And we laughed and you were like, oh, thank God. Cause it was, it was bad. It was so bad. So bad. That was uh, yeah, the worst haircut I've ever had. Yeah. It just, it, it, 
it just didn't fit your face. No, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. No, yeah. <laughs> it was awful. I, uh. I, I, I think there's like, there's a certain type of gal, a certain type of facial structure that it works for. Yeah. Yeah. Some people can pull that off. Some ladies can pull off a shaved head and they look fucking sexy as hell. Yeah. Like uh, it just, yeah, it depends on what fits you and what doesn't. Right. And yeah. I mean, I've had a thousand different lifestyles, lifestyles, hairstyles, hairstyles. <laughs> I've also have had different lifestyles, yeah, yeah, right? to be fair. <laughs> uh, so I'm distracted by the dog barking right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Different hairstyles and that, that was the worst. Yeah. I don't, well, and I was very heavy set back then too. Like I had probably a hundred pounds of extra weight at that point. So like the big squishy, squishy face didn't go with the no hair. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, and well, it had to be cut off because I dyed it black. It was right after our wedding, mm. and I'm very fair That's skinned, right. um, and that looked horrible. And I was like, okay, what can we do to fix this? Like, I thought you could like you know take it out, mm. <laughs> like take the black out. No, apparently not. Which I later found there are options. Just fries your hair, or has the potential to really fry it. Um, Bleach it. Yeah, there's the you know hair removal or not hair removal, hair color removal products, but they're pretty harsh. So yeah, she told me, well, we'll just have to cut it off. And I was like, oh, okay. She's like, don't worry. It'll be really cute. It'll look great. I don't know why I trusted her because she's the same lady that did my hair and makeup for my wedding that looked not so great either. Like she put (laughs) way too much makeup on my face because I've never really worn a ton of makeup and it was just very heavy. And then of course the... Yeah. You ended up with uh, lipstick in your tooth. Yeah. Yeah, I was just telling somebody that story the other day, too. I was like, yeah, all my, my wedding pictures have me with smiling lipstick on my tooth <laughs> and cockroaches on my wedding cake. <laughs> Which, yeah, I will give your mom credit that she went back and told the photographer so she could retake the photos. <laughs> the, the thought of, you know, anger was there, though. I was like, the I would, I would have thought the, the photographer would have caught the tooth thing, though, and been like, hey. Will you grab a napkin? Yeah, <laughs> I think she, I, I, maybe she thought it was meant to be there. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think anybody would think that would be there. We'll ask Brady. Or maybe she couldn't see it from where she was at. Cause she was pretty far away actually. And she was using zoom on her camera. Oh yeah. So I don't know. Well, and she was, um, I paid her, but she was not a professional. She was an amateur photographer. Oh yeah. She was kind yeah. of a, like a budding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she did perfectly fine for what it was. Like she took yeah, beautiful pictures. I just wish somebody told me sooner I had lipstick on my teeth. It's kind of my bad. I could have told you. <laughs> so fuck me too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Jesus Christ. Where to start it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, man. We went on a tangent from something that I don't remember the original topic. That happens. Yeah. We were talking about me wanting to be a pilot when I was oh, a yeah, kid and, yeah. and we were talking about finding Is that yourself. the only thing you wanted to be when you grew up? It was like that, that was it. Like those kids are, grew up wanting to be a firefighter or a police officer, but that like, that no, was your kick. Those were kind of the two only things yeah. pilot and then and rock, rock star. star. And from then on, like when I realized neither of those two were going to happen, it was like, well, fuck, what do I do now? I have no idea. And yeah. I still don't. Yeah. But the one thing that I always did know was that no matter what it is that I'm going to do, I wanted to try and be the best at it. Mm. And so that's kind of what I've done. Yeah. Like even when I worked at a grocery store, you know, bagging groceries and stacking milk crates and stuff, like I didn't half ass stuff hmm. most of the time. I mean, when I was younger, I probably did, but 
Other yeah. than other than like stealing booze, you know, we did that all the time. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't think I ever stole booze. I don't think I ever really stole a whole lot. But, uh, you know, trying stuff, trying new things, not being afraid to fail, you know, just because you might fail, don't let that hold you back from doing something. Because, I mean, I've said it once, said it a million times. If you don't do it, you'll never do it and you'll never find out what you're good at. Yeah. Agreed. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of why I learned to appreciate you moving around and doing all kinds (laughs) of stuff was just like, okay, she's finding herself. Yeah. Well, it's, it's for me, it's, it's going to be constant. I've realized it just is. I mean, three different jobs last year alone, yeah. <laughs> like trying to bounce around, figure out what's going on. Well, and probably um, me too. I think we're both kind of at a point where we're like, I don't fucking want to do the same nine yeah. to five or every day working for somebody I, I, waiting I for someone like to hand me my five. paycheck. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Well, I, I don't know if I like the nine to five. This is my first like more steady scheduled job. Yeah. I mean, you, my, li- you like the structure of it. Yeah. The wholesale job was uh, pretty steady scheduled, just super early in the morning. So it threw off. It wasn't like regular life scheduling. Right. The only thing I don't like about the, the nine to five type schedule Monday through Friday is you, you don't have time to get shit done. So like doctor's appointment, I constantly have to like, oh, I have to leave out work an hour early. I, like I need to take my kid to the doctor. Yeah. Because like, doctors aren't open typically on the weekend like some here and there are but a lot of the time no like if you don't five o'clock everything's closed don't play what the fuck do you do <laughs> what's well, that's why i like the 410 schedule that we yeah. do yes because then you always have at least one day a week where you could schedule things normally to yeah. to get things done yeah and it's not affecting your job yeah. i think uh i think that is probably the best schedule um there is as far as having to have a work schedule goes um because you do, you get three days off, four days on. People are more productive, even if it is a 10 hour day. Right. It's just more productive. It I just realized like it... I was not facing the microphone through half of that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I still heard you. So. Okay. Yeah. I think it would be, uh, I think it would be more beneficial to companies to kind of adopt more of that kind of a schedule yeah. and learn how to move people around so that you do still have coverage. Yeah. You know, but let people kind of choose like, well, do you want the Monday through Thursday? Do you want the Tuesday through Friday? Like, yeah, that's what I never understood about retail is the shitty fucking schedules, the rotating schedules. Yeah. Like why, that would drive me nuts. Like why? Why? It does not have to be this way. Yeah. Like it could be planned out to where it could be more set. It, it's not going to be a hundred percent set. It's just, it isn't because you have too much variety in call outs and people quitting, not showing up to work, yeah. not having enough people. <laughs> I mean, so there is, you know, going to be some discrepancy with that, but in general, you, it shouldn't go from one week you're working, you know, 4am to 4pm. The next week you're working 11pm to 4am. Like, yeah, n- no F you. Oh, I, I get Tuesday off. Oh, yeah. That's it. Oh, oh okay. This Cause in this rotation and then next week it's Friday and then the week after that it's Monday. And it's yeah. Like, it's just fucking stupid. Yeah. That's, that's bullshit. And that needs to be fixed And it. I believe it could be easily fixed. Um, it's just stupidity and money hungry people. They don't want to pay, you know, full timers. So you get a bunch of part-time right. people to make this makeshift schedule together. Yeah. No, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> It's stupid. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know you lived with it for, you know, a decade with me and my goddamn schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't, I don't get that. I don't get why they have to make it so difficult and move people around everywhere. Like, it, and it seems like they're trying to say and sell it as, oh, well, then it gives everybody a chance to, you know, have a day where they can do stuff. And it's like, no, that's not how it's sold. No. 
No, it's sold as it's retail. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah. You want a job? Well, fuck you then. Yeah. It's retail. <laughs> yeah. Don't expect to have any holidays off. No weekends. You're going to work forever. Yeah. You're a bitch. Yeah. yeah. Not only do you have to work on holidays, but then you have to deal with working on holidays with people who shop on holidays. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you people. <laughs> fuck you people. If you feel the need to go Black Friday shopping, like I know it's less and less since COVID, but you're part of the problem if yeah. you're going out there shopping and then saying, why not people have to work on this? So I mean, they should close while you're standing in line Yeah, to get, so go home. They're open because you're fucking here waiting to spend yeah. your money. If people quit going, <laughs> they wouldn't fucking be open. Yeah. Weird. It's a fucking weird concept that we could all influence all of these things in our lives ourselves, but we're too fucking dumb to. Yeah, I'm glad to see that if they're going to keep it rolling, like at least they're shifting more towards online sales. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't even remember this Cyber last Black Friday, Friday. Cyber like, Monday. And, yeah, I did my uh, Black Friday shopping on Prime Day. Well, like we we went to you know Black Friday shopping a couple times. Once, I, once, once. I've done it twice. Okay, well, that's I remember the trip that we did when we went to like Toys R Us. That was actually kind of fun, but yeah, that, yeah, that was more of a fuck around fun. We went yeah. to like three stores total. Yeah. That was more of just like an experience. Yeah. And I hated it. Yeah. Um, I had worked retail <laughs> for a couple of years, just kind of part-time and, um, had worked black Friday events and I found it fun. Um, but I was in the fun department. I was in electronics and oh, yeah. that's fun. Everybody's happy when they're getting a new PlayStation, um, <laughs> until you run out of them, then they're not happy and they yeah, try right. to shoot you in the face. But, um, <laughs> uh, what was I saying? I always forget. Cause then I laugh and talking about black friday shopping and the yeah how I only much went fun once. It was. you went another time with the guys and did the cabela's thing but again that was yeah. more fun than like well yeah that, that was awesome like we you didn't even buy anything fuck no <laughs> because the line was so damn long yeah yeah we, that's, we spent that's what happened we spent all night sitting outside the store in line with everybody else like drinking yeah and just like basically partying camping outside <laughs> And then by the time we got into the store in the morning, we were all so tired and like starting to sober up. Mm -hmm. We went and got all the shit we wanted, but then we looked and the line was all the way to the back of the store and we all looked at each other. And we're just like, do we really want to fucking wait here another like four hours or however long it's going to take to get our shit? And everybody was like, no, not really. <laughs> so we just put our shit down right there, went to Denny's, ate breakfast and then went home. Yeah. And that was actually like one of the funnest shopping trips, quote unquote, I've ever fucking had. <laughs> That was great. Yeah. But yeah. in the midst of that, like that's kind of where like just looking around and seeing just the, uh, um, the culture of black Friday where it kind of turned for me and it really, I yeah. looked at it as this is fucking disgusting actually yeah. Yeah. because you, what are we doing? Like the black Friday, which is the day after Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, where you're supposed to be giving thanks oh, for no, everything no. Black you Friday's have. on Thanksgiving. Well, yeah, it is now or was. Yeah. It, yeah. It is now. Yeah. But that's, that's even worse. Yeah, but it has been as long as I've been in retail. But still, like, even even before that, yeah. everybody, instead of being at home on that Thursday and just enjoying the day right. with your family. And relaxing and not worrying about, oh my God, in two hours, it's going right. to start. I got to go get in line for this event. But there was people who would go get in line on yeah. Thanksgiving at 2 p.m. or earlier so that they could be the first one in the store when they open at 6 a.m. on Friday. Mm -hmm. Dude, you should be at home. With your family eating turkey. Yeah. And enjoying each other's company. And letting the workers be at home. Yeah. And giving thanks for what you have instead of worrying about what you can get. Yeah. Like yeah. It, they, they took the entire holiday 
and they turned it on its fucking ass and that disgusted me <laughs> the whole holiday itself is kind of a I mean, flawed I mean, yeah, holiday it anyways it is I, but i don't celebrate it as <laughs> as what it's intended it's just a really good excuse to get together with family and have a really good meal yeah. you know and be thankful like a genuine thankfulness but right. how we celebrate it is not based in what the holiday actually is which is fine with me because it's a pretty disgusting holiday yeah yeah that's fair <laughs> that's fair but I mean, in general, yeah, thinking, in general, any holiday, in any big of, thing, like people need to really humble themselves and really think about like, really the stuff's more important than even letting another human being go enjoy their family. Like right. you, you don't even have the moral compass to go enjoy your own family. So how can you, you can't expect then that person to be able to be like, Oh my gosh, you need to go home too and spend time with your, they don't fucking care. They don't even fucking care about themselves. Yeah. So that's, that's just kind of in general where we are at as a society too. Yeah. Like not, not only did you enjoy your time with your family, but now because you wanted to go out and get a TV for a hundred bucks, a shitty a, TV that you're in return in a week. <laughs> that's Cause scaled it broke. down. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now you've made, because you wanted to go shop this other person, you've contributed to them having to work a holiday and not be with their family. Yeah. Oh, but those kind of people also say, well, then you shouldn't get a job like that. You know, <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. Go stock your own fucking milk then. Well, this is what you signed up for. No, actually, I signed up to work at a store so I can pay my bills just like you do. Yeah, not be treated like shit and deal with your stupidity. Yeah, not get yelled at by you because they ran out of the five TVs that they advertised in, <laughs> in the fucking Dude, newspaper. Seriously, five is usually what it was. Yeah. One year, we had, like one of the new Xboxes and Playstations, we got three of each at the big store <laughs> where you're going to have a high volume of foot traffic. Yeah. Like You're going to have like 200 people, but... And you're advertising Xboxes for $150. Yeah. But you only brought in three to sell at mm -hmm. that price. And of course, in the tiny print in that ad, it says oh, limited, well, quantities. limited quantities. Yeah. 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 Which, I mean, that's what incites anger and violence. Right. And so riots. I learned early on um, to help kind of squash some of that stuff because people would get in line early. And so I would know the numbers. And so to kind of get past some of the immediate anger of people waiting in line for three fucking hours to only find out three hours later that there was three. I will tell the first three people in line. I said, okay, after <laughs> these people, there's no more product available if they buy them. Yeah. And then they're like mad, like, oh, grumbly. Yeah. Like, oh, this bullshit. I came all the way down here, but they aren't like, I fucking waited in line this whole goddamn time. Right. You couldn't have told me. Yeah. Like somebody said that to me once and I was like, oh yeah, you know what? That's actually smart. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's how I started doing it. Like, yeah, I have the other I have 150 of, these. of you, uh, you're not going to get shit that you came for. So it's up to you if you want to stay or go. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And that's how it is. And usually it would, it would get fucked up because the first guy in line would then decide he was going to buy all three. <laughs> Dick. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's limited one quantity. Sorry. And just made that up. <laughs> and then he sold them on eBay for 500 bucks. Yeah. 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 Or Craigslist or, you know, Facebook marketplace wasn't a thing back then, but, um, <laughs> that's where it would end up. Yeah. You'd have it marked up and that's just skeezy anyways. <laughs> <laughs> People do that though. Yeah. And I understand like it is another way to make an income, but there's, there's kind of a line with some of that. Hand wipes and toilet paper during COVID. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Let's just hoard all the medical supplies and toilet paper and let's murder people over toilet paper. Let's do that. Yeah. That was the greatest experience ever. <laughs> I still don't quite understand that. Uh, it's just a lack of mentality. So when people, people fear not missing out, but fear not having what they need to survive and toilet paper is deemed a need because none of us know how to like jump in the shower real quick and wash our asses. 
like that, that's a solution if that was going to be our solution if we well, ran out of toilet good. paper no <laughs> no you still go in the toilet just take a shower and wash your ass or get a bidet honestly like a lot well, of people yeah. went through bidets um we should get a bidet we should i've been thinking i've been looking at different ones i've been looking at them a good one is going to run like 250 bucks because i want warm water one of those squatty potty things too the little stool yeah, those you are put cheap. your feet on yeah they're like 15 bucks yeah yeah supposed to make taking a dump really good well because it aligns your colon because yeah. when you're sitting especially if you lean forward and you're fucking around on your phone you're actually crimping your colon so you're actually making it more difficult for your poop to come out so you're actually supposed to sit up really i've heard the other way because so, you're designed to be squatting and if you're squatting then there's some but what like, happens when you go into a squat to your back i don't know but, your back straightens but so, there's like some muscular band back there that like helps close that off. And when you're squatting, because we're designed to do it that way, it actually releases. Yes. But it, when you're in a true squat and you're in a squat position, your back aligns and straightens out. And that's what releases that. Oh. Otherwise, if you're rounding over, you're just pinching everything. Oh. Like when you bring your legs up, your body is naturally going to so try to align. So the stool brings your legs up, up. Yes. but then you're still sitting up. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, I've looked at those too, because I think they're interesting. Um, was it somebody's? Somebody somewhere had one somewhat recently, and I was like, oh, because it fits like it fit like around the toilet. Yeah, yeah, that's that squatty potty thing. And like, yeah, I don't remember where I was though. Howard Stern swears by him. A he lot thinks of they're the greatest do. invention of man. Yeah, well, he thinks a lot of things are great. <laughs> <laughs> He's not necessarily wrong. I listened to a lot of his stuff on XM radio and we had that for that bit when we first got the car. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't it know. was funny. Yeah, he's still funny, but he's turned kind of, in my opinion, crazy. Well, yeah, he spent all his time locked up during COVID and yeah. you could, during that, you could kind of hear his spiral downwards. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, 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 him is kind of like, and I, and, uh, I was just talking about this with, uh, the guys at coffee today, like, um you had coffee i did <laughs> but like sorry i just ran out of coffee learning to differentiate if, if that's even the right word but like like sean penn thinks that anybody who doesn't get a covid vaccine should be locked up and then you have people like jim carrey who thinks that if you own a gun then you're just a piece of shit basically and that all guns should just be you know taken well, that's away their perspective right that, that is their perspective I disagree with it, yeah. but whatever. Same. But here's the thing. Even if I disagree with them and I think they're fucking idiots, mm -hmm. that doesn't have an effect on the fact that they're good actors. I think I'm not because of who they are personally. I'm not going to stop watching their movies. I'm not going to destroy them and disown them just because mm, you know. I can see what you're saying. But I also say, put your, you know, your money where your mouth is, um, you know, you don't support walmart because you think they're an atrocious company you're that's not going to put money in their pocket because of that same concept same concept you know well, especially with celebrity well yeah but celebrities like I, I don't support walmart because i think they're an atrocious company and also because of all the time that you spent there and how hard you worked for them i feel like they treated you like shit towards the end mm -hmm. and yeah. disrespected you and to me that's like even worse than being a shitty company yeah, yeah. So that's why i don't like them yeah I agree. <laughs> but same with actors and stuff. They have a lot of political pull and they have the money to donate to specific things. And so they, they, yeah. 
Which is horseshit. Lobby, you know, basically. Right. Um, we all know how I feel about lobbying. So if you're going to go watch a Jim Carrey movie, even though you don't believe a goddamn thing he believes in politically, mm. he's going to be pushing those things, yet you're, you're supporting him. I see what you're saying. You know, that does it sense. disregard his talent as an actor? No. I still think he's a talented actor. Uh, and he's, I in my opinion, far-fetched on his gun beliefs and such. But there is some other things that have come out more recently about some of that, that it kind of influences my opinion on him in particular. I watched an interview with him and I'd have to watch it again to really get any of the details. Right. But you have to show me that. Yeah. I mean, he's still a fucking wackadoo when it comes to that, but <laughs> I could do says that I do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it doesn't negate his talent as an actor just because he has a different political view than me. I personally would still support him because I don't think his beliefs are so far off that, it would be impactful, but I also haven't done the real research into what is he lobbying for? What political party is he feeding? Like, what is his influence? What is his reach? Mm-hmm. You know, if you really want to get down to the nitty gritty, those are the things you have to support and put your money where your fucking mouth is. Yeah. It still bothers me though, that celebrities still have such a pull politically or otherwise. They're a public figure. Why would they not? Because it's so stupid. But why is that stupid? But is, is he an expert on uh, gun violence and everything else? Maybe. Is Sean Penn an expert on, uh, you know, COVID and Maybe. vaccines and everything We don't know else? what degrees they have. Have you ever looked at what degrees they have? Exactly. Yeah. We haven't. <laughs> but that's that's what I want to know. And if they're not, then, then it's why, just an why is anybody listening to them? Because they have influence. We live in a world of influence. That's literally what the new generation's all about is influencing. Exactly. Yeah. So if you have we're enough poll so and you have enough just, followers, yeah, yeah you are just little sheep that follow the, the loudest, most colorful, pretty, I like you. Yeah. Squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Until the next thing comes along where you do. Bigger squirrel. You do something that they don't agree with and then you're no longer relevant anymore. You yeah. know? So I, there's, there's all of those things. It's sad. Yeah. It can be. It's sad that nobody can think for themselves, yeah, discern information. That's a them problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, it becomes an everyone problem. It does. It does. But there, I don't. There's no solution really to that. But will work. It'll be a, a system demise, really, one way or another, an idiocracy. Until the American Red Army comes in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we're under the thumb of General Biden Mao. Biden will be dead. (laughs) He ain't got much left. There's no way he's going to live much longer. He might, if he makes it through another term, if he ever got reelected, I would be fucking shocked. I can't. He's got to be like a puppet with like a stick, like up his butt, like literally holding him up as a prop. (laughs) Sorry. My podcasts always turn uh, oddly political. Yeah. Because it's a strong opinion. It's something everybody has an opinion about. Like, even if you don't have one, you actually still have one, but yeah. What are your goals? What are my goals? Yeah, what are your, what are your life goals? Life goals to be happy. Yeah. Pursuit of happiness. Yeah. It's a good movie. I know. I have to rent it to watch it. We had this discussion. <laughs> I really wanted to watch it. That's yeah. I was thinking like, oh, what do I want to do? I want to be happy. That's my goal. <laughs> but what constitutes that happiness? Um, as far as my life goes, it just, uh, having good people in it that I can surround myself with and people that help make me a better person and keep me in line a little bit, you know, people that aren't afraid to say, Hey, like, whoa, you're veering, you're veering a little weird here and, and giving me guidance, you know, in my life, keep you on the rails, but let you be you. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I am, I'm a big, loud person and I, I do what I want. I'm very independent and right. I'm just kind of all over the place. And that can be a little chaotic for people that are in my life. But I also need people that gives me kind of a checks and balance um, that help build me up and support me in my endeavors. And don't bring me down. I, I don't fucking have time for negative people in my life. If you're going to be negative and you're going to put me down and you're going to say, this is bullshit, that's bullshit. Like, oh, right. you can't do this. You're worthless. No, fuck you. Get out. Like, I, have, I don't have time for that anymore. So that's that drains you that makes you not happy that adds negativity to your life and i have no time for that yeah there's a difference between putting someone down and and giving constructive criticism (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah yeah um and i I have no problem taking constructive criticism i'm not easily offended or hurt um or even just suggestions yeah yeah and i'm open to all those but i can see see what you're doing but you might want to try this you know see what result you get or yeah not really. Don't approach me like that <laughs> because that that's more of a, uh, you feel like you have the need to say that for something in you, um, that comes from a different place. So okay. I, I would immediately shut that down, that approach because I'd be like, no, that's not for me. You're not trying to actually help me. You're trying to interject your opinions into mm. my stuff. And no, kind of like, uh, the last Monday's podcast, I think it was your listener and not your listener, your caller inner person, like just the, the general input was a need from something in them. It, it wasn't constructive. It's not, it's not something that added value. It was, it was a within wound that needs to be healed. Yeah. Yeah. So that stuff like that, like it's comes from a good place. It's not malicious. It's an innocent thing. It's not malicious. It comes from a good place, but it's from a place from within them for them. And most people don't even realize that's what they're doing. It it takes a lot to get to the point where you realize you're doing that yourself and other people are doing that to you. You have to do a lot of inner work and that can be really, really hard. (laughs) And if you don't have good people in your life to build you up and support you in that, um, you're just going to shit on yourself right you know because you have other people telling you you're worthless you'll never build yourself up so in order to be happy which is my biggest goal i have to build my my little peoples around me up and yeah you know, my circle small for a reason yeah i think uh society in general today people just don't realize that like just because you have a lot of people in your friends list doesn't mean they're your friends yeah 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 and people are so, so social. Wow, I'm having trouble with the S words today. So social. They don't really care how other people are necessarily treating them. They they, they don't want to be alone. It's a fear of being alone. Right. You know, so they just surround themselves with tons and tons of people. Oh, I have friends. I'm a great person if I have these many friends. Except all of your friends treat you like shit. Yeah. Like you're not going anywhere. You're not these friends aren't helping you. They're holding you down and holding you back. Like get rid of them. They're dead weight. Yeah. You let people shit on you because you're worried about having to do things on your own or being alone. Yeah. It comes from fear. I I mean, it's, and it's an anxiety and all anxiety is based in fear. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, sometimes the best thing for you is to be alone and to just face things head on and do it yourself. You need time. You have to work through these things on your own. I'm a big proponent of journaling. Um, and you can't sit in a room full of people and journal because you're not going to be able to reach all of your feelings. You're not going to be comfortable sitting there. Like if a feeling comes up and you need to cry, if you're in a room full of people, especially if they're shitty people shitting on you, like, no, you need go, go take some time alone, do your journaling, get your feelings out, work it out. Work it out. What's bothering you? Oh, why did this offend me? Why did this offend me? Oh, shit. This is why. You can't do that in a room full of people. Learn to be okay being by yourself. Yeah. Be by yourself. It's okay. You're, you're not going to fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> but did you die? Did you die? No, no, no. 
Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of uh, things about society today that have just gotten away from people. Like people being so entitled and me, me, me. Mm-hmm. I yeah. want this right now. <laughs> like instant gratification has taken over everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was actually thinking about that the other day because I like TikTok and that's a time suck. Like yeah. that is a huge time suck. And I was like, what am I getting out of this that I'm not meeting elsewhere in another, some other way? And it's the instant dopamine hit that I get from it. Like yeah. it's that instant satisfaction, satisf- what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Satisfaction. <laughs> fuck you. Um, sa- hmm. Satisfaction? Satisf- no, not satisfaction. Satisfaction? <laughs> That's another word Super I'm thinking of, but I've got it, I've got it all wrong. Oh, God. We're going to have to start a list for me like we do for Casey. <laughs> Amariahism? Uh, mine aren't as cool as hers. Hers are actually cool. Mine are just me not knowing how to pronounce words, apparently. <laughs> with S's today, usually it's R's. I usually struggle with R's, not S's. Satisfaction? You know, I'm going to think of it at three o'clock in the morning okay. and then I'll wake you up. We'll record that part over. So at the end, we can figure out what word I was trying to use. Okay. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll dub it in there. For the love. Um, yeah. I have no idea what I was saying now, because once again, uh, we were talking about um, instant gratification and how uh, it's ruined society pretty much. Oh and my God. I was mixing both the words. I was mixing sat- satisfaction with gratification. Oh, there you go. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what my brain just did. Okay. Um, yeah. And analyzing that a little bit of, of yourself and why, why do you need that instant? What am I not getting? You know? So there's a lot of things in my life that have caused me to need to be able to shut down my brain. And I've learned that is the only time my brain is truly shutting down is with like TikTok videos. If I'm playing a game, I'm actually in my head processing thoughts that I need to process. And it's actually really satisfying to have that when I'm playing like a game because I'm focused. Otherwise I can't focus enough to get it out and work through, you know, something that upset me or something that triggered me or something that was like, eh, it threw me off kilter. Why'd that throw me off? You know, so trying to work through those things, I can do that if I'm playing a game and I'm focused because I'm doing two things. I'm thinking deeply, but I'm playing a game mindlessly and TikTok, it's a complete shutdown of ignoring anything and everything because I have so much chaos and anxiety throughout my regular life right now that I need time to just shut that brain down and it needs to relax. And so it does. And I feel better. So your TikTok is my Beavis and Butthead. Uh, yeah. 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 Both the time suck. <laughs> I watch Beavis and Butted because I grew up with it and I fucking love it. But anymore these days, if, if it's on, it's just, it's for me to shut my head off yeah. and just laugh my balls off and have yeah. fun. Yeah. And I think, I think that's acceptable. I think we have to be self monitoring though and right. how much instant gratification we're allowing. Right. Um, and for me, that was because your phone, I know you talked about it on the podcast, your phone alerts you with how much time you spend on things. Yeah. And so I was like, Oh, that's getting a little out of control. Okay. Let's rein this in. Like, but I, I'm glad I almost shut that off. Cause I was like, that's annoying. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, why same is that here. annoying? I was like, why, why are you telling annoying? me this? But then I was like, actually, no, this is a good thing. Yeah. Cause I, then I can check myself and every week it sends me a thing and I can yeah. at least keep in a certain parameter of what is tolerable, right. you know, am I fucking off and not getting to the gym because I'm sitting on TikTok? Like, no, yeah. like, no, 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 no. We're not playing this game. Let's get our ass to the gym. Let's go. Like, yeah. no. So yeah. Instant gratification kind of sucks. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it comes in everything. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is that you're doing to forget about life mm-hmm. and everything else and just sit and be, be the rat hitting the, 
you know, the button to get the dopamine hit. Yeah. And that's yeah. all you're doing. Yep. Which is fine in small doses. Like, yeah. You need that sometimes. You need to just chill and relax yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But. There's nothing wrong with just relaxing and chilling and it's, it's quantity. <laughs> yeah. But it seems like more and more, that's all people want and it's not productive. Yeah. It's horrible. I was reading something yesterday about, or maybe it was a video addict. I don't remember, but it was like seven, over 7 million men are basically quitting their jobs and have absolutely no plan or desire to go back to work in any capacity. Mm -mm. And that's just in the U S that's because we've pussified men in this country. Well, yeah, that's a whole, whole different. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It is. It is. Uh, yeah. It is interesting. I think that's kind of swinging back around because um, everything goes through an ebb and flow in society and life. And I think there is a slow movement in society of realization of what damage we have done with the equal rights movement. And which I'm, yeah, absolutely should be equal rights. Yeah. I'm not disputing that. But right. then you have the extreme feminist movements that have gone far beyond what like my mom fought for. For right. feminism it's not the same you know and then equal rights everybody everybody's equal with everything okay fuck off like not everybody's equal with everything it's just not how it is like yeah if you want everything to be equal there will constantly be a power struggle which there has been because everybody wants to be included in everything so right. this has not been productive so people are seeing kind of the damage that is starting to cause and i see a lot more um changes towards maybe a small curve back towards reality at some point. I mean, it'll probably take another generation before it catches up, but I think this newest generation is kind of, kind of has a different thought process than our generation, the millennials that started this whole thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a, it's a generational tug of war. Yeah. And it always has been, always will be, but it's the, the correction of equality because we've made ourselves so unequal that we're always fighting. Well, and I think part of that, uh, you know, part of that entitlement where everybody thinks that they deserve everything. I think that that's a huge problem that kind of goes into it. I think that nobody, nobody knows how to just self-reflect and, and introspect and say, okay, I don't have a natural ability to do this, this, and this. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, if, I mean, if you're not naturally good at being a you know baseball player that gets you know forty million dollar contracts, well, yeah, you so you're talking find, skill set. Yeah, yeah, like you need to be able to realize like, oh, I wouldn't make a good commercial airline pilot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. You're not. People think they're entitled to that kind of stuff now because it's an available position. I'm entitled to have it. Well, no, because you suck at it. Right. So you're not entitled to it. So yeah, people lack that introspective um, look into themselves to realize their own self worth, like not self worth, but self ability. Right. Like, yeah, the, the, the the unfortunate, if that's the word I can use, uh, you know, thing about life is that we're not all equal. No. And that's just the fucking way it is. And men and women aren't equal. Yeah. Period. I mean, they're just not, we, we all have different skill sets. I mean, men are better at some things and women are better at some things right. and that's fine. But that doesn't make either one of us better than the other. No, correct. And, in, and it doesn't in, mean that you should be paid more than me. It doesn't mean right. you can sexually harass me. It doesn't mean, right. you know, that doesn't mean we don't get to have equal rights, Yeah. you know, an equal treatment that should be absolutely, that should, that should not still be a question today. Yeah. Like that's bullshit. But 
as far as there's, there are different skill sets and we've had this conversation multiple times because I am not a woman who's afraid <laughs> to ask a man for help. Like I will ask you, like you have big, strong muscles. Will you please help me? Right. And some women are extremely offended by that. And I have been in multitude of arguments about, well, I can do it myself. Well, cool. I probably could have, and I would probably hurt something. And I'm not going to do that when there's somebody here who is more capable than me. Right. Like that doesn't reflect on my abilities as a human being or my worth. Right. But that doesn't, that doesn't affect your independence though. Like if, if you know you can do it and you want to, you're going to do it and you should be allowed to do that without some fucking yeah, sexist but with all like, the, oh, yeah, let me the do that feminist movement thing you know the extreme feminist i don't because feminist movement is okay yeah. like that's not the problem it's this extreme level we have that is the my in my opinion the issue of just Actually, if you I had somewhat of an argument with somebody recently <laughs> at coffee about this but <laughs> well it my yeah my independence isn't based on that and that again a lot of this goes back to self-reflection because that person feels insecure about asking for help for some reason they think their value is hinged in that and that it does change their independence right. it doesn't if there was nobody around i would have found a way yeah right yeah. like it's not that I'm incapable. It's that I'm going to find the easiest, quickest, smartest way to get this done. Right. If that includes a man. Okay. Or if there was even a big ass bitch next to me and like, dude, you strong. Yeah. Can you help me? Cool. And in this particular scenario some, that I'm talking about, it was a man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, cool. it doesn't have to be a man, but I mean, I think that we are designed to work together. I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's a hand and a glove. Like, like you said, we, we both have, our own natural abilities and we both have things that we're both good at Yeah, and we should be partners in everything that we're doing and we shouldn't be looking down on each other for any reason. Yeah, no, I agree. We basic skill sets as far as you would never be able to do my job because you would murder everybody because they're dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I can't deal with (laughs) shitty fucking people. I can't do your job because it takes nerdy brain power that my brain does not fucking care for. It doesn't mean I, if I sat down to figure it out, I could figure it out. You could figure out my job and you could power through it. Yeah. But neither of us. You wouldn't be good at my job and I would not be good at your job. Right. Neither one of us would a enjoy it Yeah. and would not be good at it because it's not your thing. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. It's okay to have differences. It's okay to not be completely equal in those kind of things. Right. And people think, oh, well, I could go into a different tangent, but we're not going to go there. But, but I mean, in terms (laughs) of all this, uh, equality fucking horseshit, like everyone shouldn't be equal. If we're all the same, how fucking boring is that? Well, yeah. People don't embrace their uniqueness anymore. Like the great thing about us is our differences. There is a switch on that. There is more people embracing their uniqueness now and it has gone too far actually which is kind of where we end up with this like i am i am transgender cis blah blah all the different terms of this and that because i'm unique like no you're not unique everybody's trying to be fucking special and i'm sorry to tell you that nobody's fucking special yeah (laughs) well i wouldn't say that i think there are some savants that are genuinely special and unique and deserve to be put on a fucking pedestal and that's okay. People are insecure about that kind of stuff because yeah. like somebody is superior to them. They're fucking intelligent and they just won whatever that super spiffy award is the Nobel prize. Nobel, or, yeah. Yeah. Like those people I can see that. deserve it. Like they're fucking, they probably have a 160 IQ. I don't even know what a smart IQ is. I just know over a hundred smart. 
<laughs> I don't know what genius level IQ numbers are because uh, I don't fall in that category. Uh, so like, there are people though, and people want to placate everyone by saying, oh, nobody deserves it. We should all no. No, no, there are people yeah. that deserve to be put on a fucking pedestal. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's just how that thought process is. But, but nobody I mean, else thinks that. They're just like, no. But those are few and far between. Yeah, absolutely. When yeah, you consider how many billions of people are on this planet and how many of those people there are, like, yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> I mean, that's a roll of the dice, dude. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of that's genetics. 99% and- of people on this planet. That ain't you. No. Yeah. 99.5%. <laughs> yeah. Like only the top, like tier of people are it's like a point five, I think. And then it goes into other levels on different, um, spectrums of not specialness, but smartness. And yeah, <laughs> like I was reading a thing about IQ the other day and I don't remember all the numbers, but like, there's like a very small percent of actual geniuses in the world. It's itty bitty. Yeah. But when you break down that number, like 0.5% is like 1 million people that when you think about it that way, a million people is a lot of people. It is a lot of people. But I mean, when you look in the grand scheme of it, there's, you know, over 9 billion people on the planet. Yeah. So if you break that down to a percentage, it's not a lot of people. Yeah. That's 0.5% of that population is a million people. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's, it's not, it's not much. (laughs) A million dollars out of 9 billion is chump change. That's a parking ticket. (laughs) (laughs) This is my chump change. <laughs> I love when people go buy a car and they're like, yeah, I just use my spare change. I need insurance now. <laughs> oh, I'm glad this was your change. Can I have your change? You get calls like that? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. 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 People are just like, oh, like, we know them. They've been with the agency forever. And they're just like, yeah, I went and bought a car. That was just a drop in the hat. <laughs> you just bought a brand new 2023 and you're just telling me that's nothing. Okay. Oh, you paid for it all. There's no lien holder. Oh, okay. That would irritate me. I'd be like, yeah, thanks for fucking showboating. Now, what do you want? Yeah, but they've kind of, <laughs> at least in this instant, they kind of it. They d- did work for what they have. And they're not necessarily, like, they're not being mean, but they're like, yeah, there's no big deal. Well, I'm wearing my old sweatpants. <laughs> like, okay, you're going to drop that kind of money on a car, but not your pants. Can you buy a new pair of pants from Costco for like $12. Hey, if it's fucking comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, to each their own. I don't give a shit really what anybody's wearing. <laughs> Except when they show up to a job interview. Yeah. That irks me when like somebody shows up for an interview at a factory and it's clear what the job is in the description, like outdoors, busting your hump, like dirty, and then they show up in like a brand new suit. I don't know why, but that just turns me off to that person. Yeah, you're supposed to dress for the job you're interviewing, but a lot of people also don't want to dress down because you don't want to be seen as slovenly. So I would honestly, I would dress nicely in that situation because when I, the warehouse, I was working in the warehouse for wholesale. I dressed very nicely. Even even though I'm going to be in a warehouse, I was fully aware of how I was going to need to dress to work in the warehouse. But during the interview in an office, I want to dress nicely. I I guess to me, it's just... I want to see, because I don't, I don't do normal interviews. Like I don't sit down with somebody mm-hmm. at a, a desk. And, yeah. yeah. I walk around and I tell them all about like the job and what yeah. it is they're going to be doing. And I, I give them a tour of the place and you know, this is what we do this is what we build here. These are things that we're working on, blah, blah, blah. And then I give them the whole spiel of, you know, these are your benefits and all this other stuff. And, and any more these days, yeah, I've said before, I'm trying to talk somebody out of certain jobs because I'm, I want to be serious and tell them exactly what it is that I expect and what this job is. And if you are not comfortable doing it, fucking walk away. Don't yeah. waste my time or your own. So when somebody shows up, you know, in a suit 
for a job that requires like bibs and a hard hat and getting dirty and lifting a lot of heavy stuff and riding around on forklifts and shit. It just, to me, it says like, you're not going to be comfortable doing this because you can't even show up to a job expecting what it's going to be about. Yeah. It's not about that though. You want to, you want to dress nicely for your interview. That's just, that is the tradition. That is what it is. I've always done that myself, no matter what the job is. I have interviewed thousands of people and I have never once begrudging somebody who dressed nicely. I I don't begrudge them. I'm not going to say that I'm not going to hire somebody who shows up in a suit. It just, it puts me off at first (laughs) and it forces me to have to dig deeper, I guess. Not really. I mean, to me, it does. They're at least, they're putting effort in already. You can tell they at least already immediately put in effort. Yeah. Um, I can see it that way that they're putting effort into their appearance. Yeah. So for me and the, the bajillion interviews that I've done is when people show up in sweatpants and like a pajama shirt with stains on it. Okay. Well, that's just stupid. It's rude and lazy. Yeah. You're lazy. Yeah. Like I've had people that have shown up in what they have and they've explained the story like, Hey, I'm really sorry. Like I've been out of work. Cool. I've literally bought clothes for people so that they could start their first day with clean clothes. <laughs> that's just the right thing to do. And in that situation, right. it's fine. I don't immediately judge them. Um, just based on experience. I've had tons of experience. So I've learned over the years, like, Oh, don't immediately judge somebody based on what they're wearing. You don't know what their situation is. You have no idea what they're going through. You don't know if their house just fucking burned down and that's all right. they had, you know? So you ask those questions That's part of an interview is you ask what's going on, you know, in those situations, the best way I dealt with it is, Hey, you know, I'm going to go over dress code just to make sure you're going to be comfortable in it. Okay. And that's when I find out either they're lazy or they are just dirt poor and they need help. And those usually, usually not always, you can, you learn some lessons along the way, helping people out that don't necessarily help themselves out. Um, <laughs> but I would much rather see somebody dress nicely, even for a warehouse job or something of that sort then be all slothingly. The other one that would always drive me nuts is females dressing very skimpy, um, really short skirts and really low cut tops with heels to the sky. Like you can dress nice and classy. Right. Um, and but, you, yeah, you know, like I'm not even talking like just, Oh my God, I can see your cleavage. Like, no, like plunge line. Like you're going to a Vegas party outfit. Like Like that's really trying too hard (laughs) and expecting to get an interview with a guy that they can influence by, by dressing a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. When, uh, you know, and, and some, some people, maybe they just dress that way all the time. Yeah. Well, and I saw it a lot in, in younger girls that just didn't quite know. And you know, it was a first interview or a second interview and they just didn't quite know. And I've had conversations. Those are, you know, the hard conversations that you have with people in life that most people wouldn't even bother with. Cause that's not my problem. Like, no, like, Hey, you don't have to dress like this. You can, you can still look nice and even sexy and classy. Like still show all your, your goods off, but in a professional like way. Yeah. Like it's not yeah, like body shaming, like hide your body. It's not like that. Like you can still right. show your body off in a very professional way yeah, and still achieve the same thing and not be seen in a particular light. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to dress like a stripper for a warehouse job. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to. I mean, the tips probably be all right though. <laughs> Get a lot of, a lot of lonely, creepy men in warehouses. It's a lot of tips. Wrong tips, honey. Ah. <laughs> I mean, I would have went with the green button, but. <laughs> oh, 
my goodness. How you doing over there? In reference to. Like, do you need to move around? Probably. I've been sitting a long time. Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to take a break and keep going or you just want to be done or cause we can be done if you want. I, I got a pee. So I don't know how long in we are and what the final topics of conversation you would want to do or, uh, well, cause I still have shopping and stuff to do. Oh, well we're two and a half hours in right now. Oh yeah. We can probably call it good at least for this round. I'm sure you could invite me back. I live really far away though. So it's gonna be really hard to coordinate. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I like the timeline. I don't know how we're going to end up in the same room together. I mean, mm. <laughs> I'm a fan of any time we end up in the same room together. So <laughs> unless I'm out there trying to start fights. <laughs> yeah, I could pencil you in again. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> well, it's been fun. It's been interesting. It was more relaxing than I thought it would be. I think a lot of people will probably come into this not knowing what it's going to be like and have those yeah. nerves that go with it. And it's actually, it's not as bad as they don't. Yeah. it seems. Yeah. It, it just depends on the person. Like, and I try to like when people come over and it's their like first time ever, that's when I do try to take some time, like just in the kitchen, hanging out, like talk to them. And then even yeah. when we sit down, like you can just tell body language or just the way that they're talking, like they're nervous. And so sometimes this stuff doesn't even end up on the episode, but mm -hmm. I will like try to spend like 15, 20 minutes just talking about anything, but what the goal is. Yeah. Just That's the beauty of, of editing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just to like put them at ease and kind of get them into a place where they're comfortable talking. Yeah. So I would say if you wanted to be on the show, I would reach out because it's not as bad as it seems. And I am a very anxious person who doesn't like to do this kind of stuff. I'm not, I don't like it. This kind of attention. I like in my face, like attention, like yeah. laugh at me. Like, yeah, that, I was actually that's thinking the about kind that of attention today, I like. Today, <laughs> like, you know, I mean, it, most people aren't going to, aren't going to reach out to a podcast and be like, Hey, can I be on your show? Blah, blah, blah. Some will. Some will. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, with, with, you know, I guess a uh, good understanding, most shows, I guess, aren't really like that, but I was thinking about it today. Like I really wouldn't mind that. And it doesn't mean that if you send me an email or something that you're just going to get on the show, but right. Yeah. There's all sorts of considerations that go into it. Exactly. But I mean, you know, if, if someone wants to come on, I mean, feel free, you well, know, come in. send us an email. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <take> you a minute. <laughs> take a minute. No, feel free to send us an email like, or, uh, you know, drop us a message on anchor, go on to the Facebook and I'll tell you right now, I'm sorry, but if you try to hit me up on my personal Facebook and friend me, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I just, for one, I only have Facebook to be honest. If I'm being totally honest, it's only for advertising this show. It's, it's awesome to have access to like friends and family and stuff. Yeah. And that I kind of lost before. Yeah. Like that's cool, but it's I, another time suck. It's another time suck. Yeah. And I am trying as diligently as possible to stay the fuck off of it, except for every weekend when I'm doing my advertising yeah. stuff. So, I mean, if yeah, you're, cause it's easy to get sucked back into it. Like, well, what's this is. drama? What's that drama? Yeah. I find yeah, myself doing the same thing. Yep. Yeah. So if you're hitting me up on my personal Facebook, it's not going to happen. But if you want to follow the show on our show page, cool. And then, uh, you know, you can, I think you can leave messages and stuff on there. I don't have to check the yeah, you can leave messages. You can comment on yeah. all that. If, you yeah. Know, there's, yeah. Yeah. So, for, I mean, there's multiple for ways. For those to of you that are more savvy than us old folk. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, the best way is going to be to hit up the email. G-I-G-Podshow at gmail.com. Send us an email. Like, you know, tell me about yourself. Who are you? You know, what do you do? Stuff like that. Of course, you know, like, I'll answer. Why not? I mean, if you're being a dick, I might not, but. 
I think those ones you should answer more. I mean, Maybe, please yeah. don't invite them to the house and tell <laughs> them where we live. Do it over well, yeah. the phone. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I find, I find that a lot of people that I have on here and maybe that's just because, uh, how it happens or the kind of people that I draw to my own personality, but I don't have a lot of people that I feel like kind of push back and have different differing opinions and views on things yeah. like a lot of people that I talk to are very like-minded well, and, that, and that's, that's what you surround yourself with. Yeah, that's true. And that's great, but, but it is nice to have opposing thoughts yeah. and, but with somebody who can self-regulate their emotions and they're not like slamming things down, exactly. like, this is my opinion. You yeah. have to listen. No, it's good to have a conversation back right. and forth. Like, Oh, okay. I can see your perspective on that. That's interesting. Yeah. So why do you feel this way? And exactly. you know, to actually have a, a good like conversation. A conversation. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, like Bill Maher. I've always like hated that guy and I thought he was just a fucking libtard dork, but I've actually listened to him a lot more recently and he's more, you know, he's more old school liberal. Like even he thinks a lot of the shit that's going on right now is just nonsense. Yeah. And he's more of like, uh, cause it's far left versus just liberal. It's not just liberal anymore. Right. Like it's, it's just, right. Yeah, it's crazy. And far right is ridiculous oh, yeah, too. Absolutely. Like, I mean, they're both fucking stupid, but I, I've since learned just by listening to him that he has, you know, he differs from the right a lot. But he's capable of having a good, honest conversation about stuff and like, okay, well, why do you feel this way? You know, and that's what I'm, I mean, that's one of the things I look for is like, can we talk about differences? Can we, even if we don't agree, can we just agree to disagree? Yeah. And then say, okay, well, but still you're trying to, instead of preaching and putting out there what you think everybody should believe and trying to get everybody to think the way you think, like, let's talk about stuff. And yeah. we don't have to agree at the end. We don't have to think that each other's right, but it's still right. fun to talk. Yeah, it is. It's good. It's good to challenge yourself too to those kind of things because you're never going to grow and develop if you don't look at other perspectives and other thoughts and right. have other other insights onto things. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to be able to talk to people who can hold a conversation and maybe change your mind about things and show you a different perspective than what you might not have gotten just being inside your own head. Yeah. We should do an episode with me and Tim. We can do that. That'd be fun. I was just thinking about that. Because <laughs> <laughs> he has spinoff stories that we could both tell that would be hilarious. That'd be great. That'd be fun. I'm just yeah. spitballing. That's clearly up to you. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fun to me. Yeah. I've had plenty of conversations and heard stories from you too. <laughs> it's always fun. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for being on. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I had fun. Me too. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good day and keep on grinding.